The following content puts the satin in your panties. Start the show. Alright, stop what you're doing, because I'm about to ruin the image and style that you used to. Yeah! I look funny. But yo, I'm making money, see? So yo, world, I hope you're ready for me. Gather round. I'm a new fool in town. Them styles laid down by the underground. I'm drinking all the Hennessy you got on your shelf. So just let me introduce myself. My name is Humpty. Pronounced with an umpty. Yo, ladies, oh, how I likes to funk thee. And all the rappers in the top ten, please allow me to bump thee. I'm stepping tall, y'all. And just like Humpty Dumpty, you're gonna fall when the stereos pump me. I like my rhymes. I like my beats funky. I'm spunky. I like my oatmeal lumpy. I'm sick with this. Straight Gangsta Mac. Sometimes I get ridiculous. I eat up all the crackers and your licorice. Hey, yo, fat girl. Come here. Are you ticklish? Yeah, I called you fat. Look at me. I'm skinny. But that'll stop me from getting busy. I'm a freak. I like the girls with the boom. I once got busy in the Burger King bathroom. I'm crazy. Allow me to amaze thee. They say I'm ugly, but it just don't phase me. I'm still getting in the girls' pants, and I even got my own dance. The Humpty Dance is your chance to do the hump. Do the Humpty Hump. Do the Humpty Hump. Do the Humpty Hump. We do the Humpty Hump. Oh, man. Rest in peace, Shock G. Oh, man. Lost another one, mm. man. Damn shame. Very talented. Oh, that was the man. Supremely People don't realize talented. how fucking talented he was. Yeah. Musically. Yeah. It, lyrically. Lyrically, that man told a fucking story. You can say what you want about how nasty Freaks of the Industry was. He told a story. Look, man. Um... <clears throat> Just to show my age, uh, Sex Packets came out when I was in high school. Oh, shit. And um, when I tell you, I don't know how many of you younger people are familiar with what rolling is when it comes to dancing. <laughs> um, when Freaks of the Industry came on and you wanted to see, uh, and, and I'm not talking about me, I'm talking about other people. When you wanted to see if, 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 if a chick was really down for the down, down, down. Yeah. Get out on the floor with Freaks of the yep. Industry. You know what I'm saying? One it, of the best bass lines I ever heard. Oh, that was the shit. Man, Shock G was ridiculously talented. It took it it took me a while to realize it like he was half of Digital Underground by himself. Real talk. Um, he was, you know, he was Shock G, he was Humpty Hump, he was the piano man. Uh he was wearing a lot of hats. Right. Uh, all the hats, really. And then oh, there was then there was like Money B. But and, and and he doesn't get enough credit for really being one of the one of the major forces that put Tupac on. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Like that no one hundred percent he and I, I, I say this as Digital Underground, but he deserves the credit for, for Tupac's success success. Uh Tupac started with him as a basically as a backup dancer, then he got a, he got his little verse on same song. Now I clown around when I hang around oh, with the man. underground girls. You used to frown. Say I'm dying when I come around. They ask me when they ask me. They used to diss me, harass me, but now they ask me if they could kiss me. Like, 
Tupac went off. Man, that was when I tell you, even for me, Sex Packers was a landmark. Yeah. In hip hop, like everything that every that everybody after him was doing, can yeah. be traced back to Sex Packers. Yeah, it was uh, like musically, conceptually, lyrically, it was. And I hate using this phrase, but it, it was it was absolutely ahead of its time. He was playing most of the instruments on there. It had a very Prince-like quality to it in, in the sense that Prince was so different from his contemporaries and had a distinct sound. Uh, so did Digital Underground. How long has it been since you heard a rap song with a piano in with a with a piano breakdown a interlude? Full do what you like piano solo in there. Nasty. And I thought sex packages were a real thing. Like me and my homies at the time were like, is this real? Like you can really take something that'll make you kind of hallucinate. You know what I'm saying? We really thought that shit was real because we were dumb. <laughs> but but also it was a very convincing, you know, it was very convincing. Man. We came in cold. We, we came in cold too. We came in hot. You know what I'm saying? Y'all, y'all wasn't ready for that. That was a cold open. Shit. Niggas plus information plus alcohol equals opinions while black. Your black ass cheat sheet for the week in foolishness and fuckery. I am your boy Oz. And I am D Randall. Yep. I just kept it normal this week. <laughs> uh huh. I mean, we we came in with the humpty dance. That, yeah. I, I I think that speaks for itself. It's your chance to do the hump. Oh man. It, it, oh, I we could talk forever about rest in peace, Shock G. In case you did not know, the mind behind Digital Underground uh is has has left us at fifty seven. Kiss me and I'll kiss you back. Oh, smack me what? and I'll smack you back. Damn, man! All the classics. Round and round, round we go. Get around. Oh, now that now that was the that was what put Tupac would really put Tupac yeah. on the map as an entity yep. in hip hop. Yeah. Uh, that song, that is a song that ain't going nowhere. You can tell by my everyday fits. I ain't rich to cease and desist with those tricks. I'm just another black man caught up in the mix. Trying trying to to make make a dollar dollar out of 15 cents. A diamond and a nickel. (laughs) (laughs) Hip hop, y'all. Hip hop. Uh, man, it is episode 135. Keeping it live. Getting it on up there. Uh, how how was your week, D. Randall? Man, you know, that shit. Yeah. <laughs> that shit poured a little strong this time. I I see. Might be I, saying it with my chest today. Okay, okay. That's that that's a good sign. Y'all that's, know what time it is. Know what the fuck time it is. That's right. Y'all really don't. When people um, say y'all know what time it is, people really don't know what time. Not it is. at all. They're just agreeing with you. They're just they're like, saying what you're saying. I assume we're about to find out what time it is. I have no idea what time it is, but I like your energy. <laughs> yeah. So let's go. Yeah. No, it was. It was. It was. Uh. It was actually a lot happened this week. It was it was a roller coaster of things, which I'm sure we'll get into. Mm-hmm. But uh, we survived. It's true. It's true. We survived it. I, I, and you and I were talking about it before. And it, uh, we're getting to that point where a lot of our musical entities, of, you know, the musical entities of our generation are now, you know, yeah, kind of kind of hey. passing in succession. Kind of, you know, uh, stepping to the side. I'll just say, move, uh, moving on the, moving on to, you know, better, a better thing, mm-hmm. better li- uh, a better thing than what's going on, uh, better than what the fuck's going on here. Shit. Um, I, I will say one thing, and there's been a lot of talk around, um, our 
artists going this young. Shock G was 57. Yeah. Black Rob was 52. Mm. And DMX was 50. Yeah. And if you want to go, if you want to go back the past five or ten years, Sean Price was young. It's like forty. It's like in his very early forties. Yeah, that's super young. And I feel like this, and I, this is something that I've always felt strongly about, and has given me another reason to feel strongly about it. If we are, if if, if our legends are going to be going out in their fifties, while white legends tour and rock the fuck out in their 60s and 70s then y'all have to shut the fuck up with all that uh too old to rap bullshit honestly we we do this and and i hate saying this and i hate when other people when the hotep say it but in my experience we are the only people that tell you to shut the fuck up after a certain age yeah we're the only people that tell people they're too old to rap. Because the white people de- definitely ain't telling Mick Jagger he's too old to rock. Shit, I still don't know how he's still alive. I don't know how any of them. The whole Rolling Stones, I don't know how. They're just be. I, the drugs have just preserved and hermetically sealed them. Yeah. They're just, they're, they've just been embalmed by their own drugs. Keith Richards in particular. It feels like in rap. Middle age is like 23 at this point. Right? <laughs> if you made it to 23, it's an accomplishment. Like somebody, like, like I was listening to a podcast. I will not say which podcast. And again, there's another podcast where at least one of the entities doesn't know shit about shit. But hearing them going into 30 and referring to themselves as an auntie. Was fucking mind blowing, <laughs> and everyone agreed with her. An auntie, excuse me. Maybe she has an older sister with kids. That's the only way I see it. Man, I, and now auntie. Well, you know, now auntie is a thing. Auntie right. is a, you know, Ari Lennox yeah. very playfully calls herself an auntie. Thank you, Michael B. Jordan. Thank you. <laughs> but he also used it accordingly. I would say he it was appropriate. Angela Bassett this. is old enough to be his actual aunt. Well, see, when you're a, see, that's another thing. When you're attractive, you can just make regular shit into a thing. That's true. Cause let's be honest, when that shit went off in the theaters, all the women lost their shit. Like, that's so oh, sexy how he called his aunt auntie. I'll be your auntie. <laughs> <laughs> um, I wish he was. I wish I could be his auntie. You know. That's no, kind of, that's, that's sick. not right. That's sick. That's, no, hey, y'all that's, ain't right. That's incestuous. Y'all just y'all just saying what sounds good. Chill that's out. Incestuous. You know what I'm saying? Um, Angela Bassett did not cream herself at him calling her auntie. Uh, we don't know what Angela Bassett did. Honestly, <laughs> look. <laughs> Michael B. Jordan looked good enough. I'm hoping we don't know what the fuck Angela Bassett did. Look, I'm sure Courtney B. Vance keeps those panties wet. <laughs> Listen, sorry. I ain't Look, never seen... I'm going off the rails. You know, I, I railed on marriage last week. I ain't never seen somebody so happy for their wife to do anything. Anything. Let me tell you something. In my, in my lifetime, there are only, not including my parents, there are only two or three marriages that have ever, in my lifetime, 
made marriage look or sound attractive. <laughs> Courtney B. Vance mm-hmm. is one of them. Courtney B. Vance and Angela Bassett are definitely one of them. I just know he just he just looks forward to her coming home every chance possible. All the time. All the time. Um But yeah, and I didn't I, I didn't mean to start with Shock G and Too Old to Rap, but we have to let the too old to rap shit end. Yep. And we have to and we have to start taking people more seriously in a time when because I feel like it's a self fulfilling prophecy. When you don't take people seriously trying to get a rap career going, they end up not taking themselves seriously in trying to get a rap career going. Here's the crazy part, though. When people say that, the most successful rappers are the older ones. DMX got started pretty old. They're the ones in their mid-30s and up. Like, yeah. Like Freddie what, Gibbs is pretty old. Yeah, what young rappers, are, 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 even, if we, even if we do more like obvious examples, like 2 chains. Yeah. Rick Ross, Jay Z, Eminem, Kanye, if you still include him. Royce. Royce. Like all, all of the most successful rappers are still the older guys. So And the ones that got successful got successful in their later years. Like, what are y'all talking about? Joe Budden is forty. I wouldn't call him a successful rapper though. Okay. Not a successful rapper. Successful podcaster. I will say he has definitely benefited. From his years specifically in the hip hop industry, absolutely, absolutely. Um, you know, I so I you know I, I and and the elders that are still with us are flourishing again. Maybe not musically, but fucking drink champs. Yeah, Ice Cube. I mean, Ice Cube, we'll give him some time. Ice Cube, I, the way I say it with Ice Cube is that Ice Cube has money to blow. Okay. Ice Cube has a few has a few ventures that he's trying to get off the ground. He has the basketball thing, but he has money to put into that, and he doesn't have to worry about whether or not he's gonna he, he's gonna end up being able to do. Are we there yet? Number ten. True. Um, you know, of course, of course, Diddy, but. Uh, that's one of those things where um, he directly feeds off of his artist's life force. Like, very directly. Like Snow White and the Huntsman style. Like Shang Tsung sucking the soul out of somebody. <laughs> your soul is mine. You're um, about to get your soul sucked. <laughs> My what now? Oh. Oh. Okay. Damn. Shit, y'all got me excited for nothing. Thought I was at a whole different event. <laughs> Um, well, like I said, I didn't mean to start there, but I think it's a serious thing that we need to unpack. We need to start taking, we need to start taking the things, the art and the things that we enjoy more seriously. And if I know my legends ain't got long because life expectancy of a black man in America ain't long, I'm willing to let you rock the fuck out. Especially if you still got it. Rock the fuck out till it fall off. Sean Price did it to death. Literally. Quite literally. How old was... Uh, uh, um, who am I thinking of? Tribe. Fife? Who, how old was Fife? Uh, Fife's not... He wasn't even 50. Um, but he also had type 1 diabetes. Well, yeah. Uh, yeah, of course. Yeah, he... Uh, that, one, that one was tough. Yeah. Young again, young. Um, so yeah, I'm willing to say 
Rock the fuck out. Do it to death. I always say, just like Q-Tip said, James Brown did it to death. Uh, so I'm more than willing. If I know you ain't got long, I want you to enjoy every minute you got on this fucking earth doing what the fuck you want. Fife uh, was 45. Fife was 45. Uh, rest in peace, Fife Dog. Rest in peace, Shock G. Black Rob. Uh, X. Every everybody we lost, everybody we've lost lately. Was Nip even thirty? Yeah, he was like thirty-five. Okay, okay, fair enough. But still, still young, old but young. Um, it's hard to say starting off with love when we started off with recipe shock G, but I do want to give flowers this week uh-huh. to one Mister Kamaro Usman. Who is that? Kamaro Usman is the still welterweight champion of the world. The UFC welterweight champion of the world. The god right now. The undefeatable, the undefeated Kamaru fucking Usman. I call him Kamaru, I broke your face, Usman. (laughs) Kamaru Usman last night uh, faced off against uh, Jorge uh, Masvidal. Um, one of his longtime rivals in the in in his weight class. Wait, wasn't Mazdaval talking that shit? Mazdaval was talking cash money shit. There was literally footage of him right before the fight, an interview where he was saying that Kamaru Usman, who is undefeated to this point, right? I think he's won like well, no, he's won like fourteen straight, which is a UFC record now. Just past uh, Amanda Nunes. Mm said he was the softest hitter that he had ever fought in his life, said he was oh. a soft hitter, and said that it was a damn shame that God did not give him the manliness to hurt someone with his fists. Oh. So it was a whole lot of cash shit Ooh. and toxic masculinity and everything rolled up in there just to fuck with Usman. Damn. Second round. Second round, like less than a minute into the second round, Usman saw an opening and one pieced him. And when you, when I say, when you look at the the footage, I actually have the footage posted into a nice little video package on our Instagram because it was that good. Yeah, you can see all the sweat, the moisture. If there were tears, <laughs> every bit of moisture flew from his face I, upon I've, impact. I've never seen the moisture removed so, removed from someone's face with a punch like that. He his head almost like literally almost turned all the way around. It looked like it was a bobblehead for him. Yeah, it was a real bobblehead. That was some real shit. That was pretty impressive for a soft punch. <laughs> <laughs> and if you're wondering if he if if he's keeping the same energy now. You don't even have to go as far as right now. He didn't leave the ring with the same energy. They because w- once they scraped him up off the floor and Usman talked all his shit and left the ring, once they scraped Masvidal off the floor to talk to Joe Rogan, even in the Joe Rogan interview, he was like, he hit pretty hard. He proved me wrong. No shit. No, I bet he did. I bet he did, motherfucker. Is this the same Usman that broke somebody's face? That broke Kobe Covington's face. Uh, By the way, 
Colby Covington, who was at the fight, was in the audience. They didn't mic him, but they clo- they gave him a close-up of him. Still talking shit. Still talking shit. Basically not through a drinking tube. <laughs> About someone that, that literally fractured his face. Literally broke his face. And we know this because he's, Usman said it 15 times in the interview, which was hilarious. Yeah. I broke your face. I broke your face. Look like, at you. Like, I broke your face. Like, I'm not a tough guy myself. And I do occasionally talk shit to people in fun. Yeah. I do know this. If I ever spoke to someone and, and, and was talking that shit, and they reminded me that they actually caused fractures in my face, I'd be like... Yeah, you're right. Actually, you got it. Yeah. And what's fucked up is, I have a feeling they're the next the next Usman fight they're gonna see each other again. Cause you know Dana is getting obsessed with these trilogies, mm-hmm. and um, Usman had already fucked him up once, and he's still talking shit. And coincidentally, there's basically nobody left to fuck up in Usman's division. He is. <laughs> With, with Masvidal hitting the mat, that's it. That's everyone. And guess what? Usman isn't even peaking. He's actually getting better. There's no one left. Man. There's no one left. So everyone just gets to cower in the corner. He destroyed that man's sweat glands. He leveled this motherfucker. <laughs> I am surprised his head didn't turn 360 degrees like you, Looney Tunes. You know what's always wild to me about uh, MMA is when someone gets knocked out, it's not the knockout itself. It's the three or four hammer punches that yep. follow before uh, Herb Dean <laughs> <laughs> gets to move him out the way. Herb Dean will let you fall into a coma before he pull him off of you. <laughs> those three hammer punches, though, when you're knocked out and completely unprotected, those are the ones where I'm just like... Ooh, Although I will say to his credit this time, not for lack of trying, Herb Dean did he he ran. He he did go into a run yeah. to get to Usman and had to and had to use two hands to pull him away. I mean now you know it was wild when um in the other fight, the one with uh Weidman. Yeah. And uh I forgot the other guy's name. Where where Weidman's shin wrapped around old dude's leg. Like uh, um, who John Jones? Was that it? Was that who it was? Somebody broke their somebody broke their leg fighting John Jones. The the same one. It, it's like a whole it's like a whole three way dance. Um, either Jones or Silva. I Silva think it was, was Jones a few years ago. Yeah, Silva was a few years ago, and and Jones beat Silva right later on. You yes. Okay. Either way, Weidman broke his leg. Last night, and there was that one moment where Herb Dean reacted. It was like, "Oh, I need to stop the fight!" <laughs> like, "Oh, that I remember the fight you're talking about, where yeah. literally one of the announcers was like, stop the fight.'" Well, it was like even yeah, it was just like yeah. it was like crack. It's like oh, and he he tried to step back on the leg because he didn't yeah. realize the leg was broken. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. that's true. They, they were like yeah. oh, Herb Dean even looked like oh shit, oh, it is broke. Yeah, let me oh let me go get up yeah, in that's there. It. That's it. Uh, dude was trying to stand up like it was still all good. No, man. Your yeah. shit is in the shape of an L. But, yeah, shout out to Kamara Usman, the man, the legend. Um, we can officially put him up there in legends with uh, Khabib and 
just a lot of people. It was that was a that was a lit night actually. That was a lit night for just the fights were really good. And you know what it was? It was the first one where the audience is back. Mm-hmm. And I, the audience makes a real difference because you don't have time as much for technical grappling. Did it because the audience will get wore out? Yeah, and start booing. Did it take place in Florida? I would not be surprised. I think so, because I saw not a mask in sight. Oh, none. None. <laughs> it was a packed house. Yeah. And uh, it, it brings a different energy because you're, you're, in a, you're in a rush to make a rash decision when you hear the booing. And you could tell. Yeah. Um, that was another thing about Usman was that he did not let the, the, mood, the mood of the crowd get to him. He had a game plan. He had a strategy. His strategy was, I just, I just need to connect with his. Fuck draw. him up, <laughs> and he waited for Masvidal to make a, to make mistakes, and he made a few mistakes and tired himself out. Um, so salute to him. Um, black hands matter. Black hashtag Black hands matter. Uh, let's see what we got here. Humans ain't shit. Uh, this week's humans ain't shit is brought to you by Kevin Samuels. God. There was a video that he put out this week where he was railing on, quote-unquote, modern women. And nothing ever starts good with modern women, when you say modern women. Uh, that's that, that's like when Clive and Bundy started off with, let me tell you what I know about the Negro. You just <laughs> knew nothing after that was going to be good. And yes, I consider Kevin Samuels to be the Clive and Bundy of the He-Man woman haters. Um, talking about how modern women think smiling is offensive, which is a not only is it another one of his famous bad faith arguments, it's a complete misunderstanding and may, it's a complete misunderstanding of what the complaint is. His complaint is that um well, all of his complaints ultimately are that women hate men, but the complaint... They just hate you, sir. I would say they just hate your ass. Um, <clears throat> is that they're not smiling enough. They would catch a man, they'd smile more when they're approached. They all look mean at us, and they're all unhappy because they're all uh, because they're all they're all uh, well-to-do unmarried crones. No, it's because. Your dumb ass keeps coming at them with dumb shit like this. That's part of it, but it's also people got other shit to do that make them that, that, that make themselves cute at any given moment when they got shit to do in their life for a man. Uh, especially men who think like you. Mm. Um, all that to say, stop fucking telling people to smile. I will repeat that. Stop fucking telling people to smile. And this isn't just for the men. This is for everybody. Everybody. Definitely the men. People tell me I need to smile all the time. Why do you look upset? I don't look upset. It's just how I look. But now I'm upset because you're asking me this dumb shit. People tell me to smile when they ain't got shit to do with shit. I'll be outside of my job on break. Reading a book. You know, when I see people outside smiling for no reason, I think something's wrong with them. I do. You know? You know you know who smiles a lot and I think something's wrong with him? Joel Osteen. That Factual. man doesn't have a central nervous system Factual. to speak of. You telling me about smiling. First of all, and 
I noticed that everyone I engaged about this topic, all the men that I engaged about this topic, all said virtually the same thing. Damn, it's just y'all look so mean and we want our women to be happy. Let's unpack that really fast. <laughs> Own these women. Um, first and foremost, smiling is not a direct correlation. Is not a di- is not a direct effect from happiness. There are unhappy people that smile all the time. Yep. There are there are people that smile in public that go home and cry themselves to sleep. There are people that smile in public to keep you off their trail and then go home and kill themselves. Just being real. And furthermore, you telling me to smile or you telling a woman to smile isn't really something to ma- isn't really something that's going that means she's immediately going to be happy. Right. She's still going to have the issues that she had before you walked up to her. Or maybe she doesn't have any issues at all and she's just minding her fucking business and that's just her fucking face. And she's not obligated to have a certain face for you. Teach these devils. Ultimately, all this means is mind your fucking business. Mind your fucking business. You don't know what the fuck someone's going through or not going through. You know what? If it means that much to you, if you're if 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 you are that upset that you that the women aren't happy by your standards, I have a solution. Make them happy. Mm. Stop following them the fuck home on the street. Pay them more. Respect them when they tell you that there's a problem with how they're being treated in the community. I think, I'm not an expert and I'm not a woman, but I think this would make them very happy. But even then, they still don't have to smile for your raggedy ass. And they still don't have to smile for you. And you know how, and you know how I know y'all don't believe this bullshit? I've worked in retail with a lot of y'all. If a white person told you to smile... <laughs> You'd be ready to fight. <laughs> You'd be ready to fight in the fucking street. I know because I was. Let me tell you about a dumb bitch that walked into my job. Um, there's this woman. I won't name her, but everybody but everybody that worked with me at the old store knows exactly who I'm talking about. Um, she thought she had access to talk to me and my fellow uh, melanin brethren any way she felt like. Because she had a black, she had a black husband. Oh. She was one of those, and I was just doing my job. Does she talk to him like that? I don't know. I've only I, I had only ever met him once in the ten years that I worked there, and even then, he was one of those husbands that just looked defeated. <clears throat> he was just there to carry the wallet. And maybe have to in case in case she had to show her show his ID for a purchase, um. And we were helping her, and she looked at me and said, "Why don't you smile?" I said, "Cause I'm not amused." She said, "When are you amused?" I said, "I'll let you know." But for all intents and purposes, I tell people that all the time when I don't feel like talking to them. I'll let you know. We'll find out together. Uh, 
But for all intents and purposes, let's just say today I'll be happy at 502. Wow. 502. That's how long it takes to get out of here. <laughs> Dumb. Oh, boy, I tell you. Yeah. Same energy. I'm just saying. Yeah. I'm just saying. Why the fuck? And, and then why the fuck does it matter to you so fucking much? And then and then they go on this thing. Oh man, we can't even approach women on the street anymore. How is anybody gonna meet anybody? Stop approaching them. Stop approaching them on the fucking street. Leave them the fuck alone. And and, and y'all act, y'all say that as if it's not, as if it's gonna stop y'all from being in their fucking inbox later that day. Where the where are we gonna meet women? It ain't stopped y'all from trying to meet them anywhere else in life. You're not going to follow me back? Who gives a fuck if you don't meet them on the street? You're going to be in their inbox tomorrow. You weird, creepy, stalking motherfuckers. <clears throat> See, and I'm going to tell you, as an as a, as a older brother and somebody who is always concerned about his, about his mother's well-being out in the world, I am becoming a proponent of shoot these niggas in their ass and ask questions later. Because mm. I swear, because I swear to God, I heard I, I heard about one time where I wasn't around and somebody tried to walk up on my sister. Same. Same. Once. And my parents warned him. There are too many men in my family, including myself, who don't have it all screwed tight. My son is on the way up here to meet us. And if he sees this, it's going to end badly for you. And they weren't lying. And almost did end badly for that man. Leave women the fuck alone. Mind your business and stop fucking telling people to smile. People, or, or make them smile. Make them laugh. Start off funny. But some of y'all don't. But but a lot of you niggas who are complaining about this don't have any fucking personalities outside of your degrees anyway. So that might be asking a lot. And these and guess what? These women ain't taking it lightly. Mm-mm. These women starting to carry. These women. Some of these women been carrying. Get shot in your ass if you want to, because you think you think a chick cute. Mm. That's really and that's really more than I wanted to say on it. I, that, I'm just that's my warning to y'all. Keep running up if you want to. Run up, get done up. I'm just, song of the week, bro. <laughs> song of the week. Get into a little kind of get a little international on them. This is Tejas. Yeah. Get a little Spanish speak a little Spanish on them. Uh oh. This is J Balvin. Oh. Featuring Khalid. This is Otra Noche Senti. Mm, look at you. I, I didn't take Spanish in high school. Uh, I took Japanese. Uh, I was trying to I was trying to impress a girl. That's right. You went to a fancy school. Okay. <laughs> You're talking about fancy. You went to Lamar. So we ain't talking about me though. <laughs> <laughs> um. So yeah, um, Ultra Noche Senti. Let's go. Featuring Khalid. Uh, get comfortable. We're going to have a good show. Pour yourself something, and mm. we'll be right back with more pins while black. Let's go. 
Me despierto y lo primero que hago es ver si me escribiste Anoche te dejo un mensaje pero no lo leíste Yo comprendo que tú no quieras saber más de mí Dicen que te perdí Te perdí Y yo no aguanto otra noche sin ti Otra noche sin ti Cama no estás, dime de qué me sirve el cash. Si lo que yo quiero no se compra, de noche mi sombra te nombra. Bájale al orgullo, quiero verte. Detente, loco, tú me tienes impaciente. De mis errores yo soy consciente, pero los cobardes también sienten. Tengo que aceptar la realidad de no tenerte. Nunca pensé que me llegara un oponente. El que menos pensé fue el que a ti te roba el corazón. Y es posible que ahora estés con él bailando esta canción Y mi nombre se ha vuelto prohibido en esa habitación En tu cama hay un party y en ese party no tengo invitación En tu cama hay un party y en ese party no tengo invitación Y yo no aguanto otra noche sin ti Otra noche sin ti Jay Balvin with uh, Ultra Noche Sinti, which roughly translated is like Another Night Without You. Mm. Um, yeah. A little, it, it, if you get into the translation, which Khalid kind of gives you 
because he sings it in English, he gives you a pretty good impression of what's going on. It's a it, it's kind of a nigga who got left with a dear John letter. Hey, hey, otra noche sin ti. Um, so you know, uh, a little maudlin for you, but also very also a very sexy track. Um, if you like that and other things you've heard on this podcast, and you are a Spotify or Apple listener. Follow us on our featured music playlist. You go to Apple or Spotify and you type in Opinions While Black Featured Music. And you will get an extensive playlist of all the, give or take a few songs, all the stuff we've had on this podcast. Um, we we have songs from, uh, let's see, we got Drake, we got Ari Lennox, we got Summer Walker, uh, SZA, uh, Mayor Hawthorne. Damn, when the vault for that one, Mayor Hawthorne. Uh, Mayor Hawthorne was like who we wanted Robin Thicke to be. <laughs> <laughs> it's like like Robin Thicke was headed that way for a while, but he don't like he don't like old enough music. Like he, like you know everybody has their era, and his shit kind of stops at Prince. Yeah. Uh, but all of that you can find on the Opinions While Black Featured Music playlist. Follow that. It's updated every week, as is the music you hear on every new episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. Re up, gang. Sorry. Oh, you. Oh, oh, you. Oh, you on your another round? Okay, re right. up. Um, I have a I have a large to go cup. You do have a very large cup over there. So I just consolidated, <laughs> consolidated everything. So it's all kind of a heavy pour. Mm. Uh. So it's going to be interesting. Um, now, let's see. Red Meth. Oh, Red yeah. Meth. Yeah. Red Man and Method Man had a versus. How do we feel about the Red Meth versus? I was excited. Um, As was I. Yeah, I'm, I've been a big fan of both of them. You know, I'm washed. Backpack hip hop, hip hop, hip hop. And I've, I've always enjoyed the chemistry that they've had. Uh, they both have extensive catalogs. They both put on a great show. And this was no different. This is another one of those instances where you have people... You, and again, the content benefits when two niggas are real friends. Yep. The content benefits. I could, I really do consider them like the hip-hop the like predecessor to Jesus and Miro. I can see that. Basically. Yeah. Um, they are like the Cheech and Chong. Very much so. I mean, it's too close of an analogy, but... You know, the Laurel and Hardy. Well, I mean, the, the Cheech and Chong is appropriate because they did this shit, I believe, on 420. Yeah. Or at least the week of 420. Oh, it was on 420. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I was very impressed with... <clears throat> and some people complain that it was more a concert than a versus, but Good. I don't give a fuck. Honestly, I don't give a... I've never given a fuck about the competitive aspect. It just seems goofy. Yeah. To be invested in the competitive aspect when most of these acts are acts that have already gotten the bag ten times over usually. And these are and and I think the better ones have been the ones where the the tone of it was a celebration of both artists' catalogs. Correct. I want to say Beanie Man and Bounty Killer were the first ones yes. that were like, we're not we're not actually going to clash. We're actually going to celebrate each other's catalogs. And that at the time. And you know, it still may be at the time that was like the best one to that date. And culturally, that's how sound clash goes. Yeah. So the ones that you know, even when Patty and and uh, Gladys Knight did it, it was a celebration of each other's 
catalogs. And, and also, and actually, I'm lying. Jill Scott and Eric. Jill were the Scott first and Badu, that was Yeah, the they one. were the first ones. And again, the tone of it, I felt was was better because it was an appreciation of both catalogs. And the, to and to be honest, the reason I like the friendship aspect, or at least the the civil aspect, is because. One thing that I tie very much to our culture is that we are a culture of storytellers. Yeah. We are a culture of storytellers because our lineage and the history of everything we do, not just because there's struggle to it, but because uh but but because there is innovation to what we do. Um I I've always appreciated that there is a level of storytelling to these verses. And that came out for me the most in the Jill and Erica verses. Right. And when you have people that are applicable, that respect each other's catalogs and respect how far each other have gotten in the game, that's when you get the best stories. Yeah. We would have we would have gotten that from Earth, Wind, and Fire and the Isleys had Steve Harvey shut the fuck up. <laughs> My God. <laughs> Imagine, I said before, it's, it's just true. Imagine having two of the greatest acts living on your stage and making the whole fucking thing about you. Like, when we talk about giving people their flowers, like, bro, can you stand away? Can you stand out the way and stop cockwalking these flowers? I'd give Steve Harvey flowers just if he'd go the fuck away. I still wouldn't. Okay, fair enough. Yeah, you're right. Um, But yeah, Red and Meth had to put on a great show. Um... Brought yeah. out members of Wu Tang. We got Wu Tang members. Got EPMD. Uh, Somebody found Keith Murray and K Solo. Where the fuck has Keith Murray been? Holy shit! Oh man, I, that, that 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 brought me back. Yeah. The most beautifulest thing in this world. Just like that. Oh man. Um. I remember. I I remember that very short resurgence of EPMD. Um, and I like how Versus kind of Versus kind of knew that was coming and they they encourage you to bring your friends because yeah. it's very much one of those if you liked us we know you fucked with these niggas. Yeah. And um their usage of their of their network and kind of the the people that we fucked with of that era um I do I do appreciate that everyone's leaving you God out of the situation. <laughs> um, I'm just saying, name two hot you God verses. I'll wait. No, I won't. It'll take all day. Yeah. Um so I really appreciated that. And I appreciated that again, this was if there were ever two people in hip hop that deserved a celebration, it's red and meth. Yep. Um so I had a I had a good time with that. I know people ahead of a generation ahead of me, like yourself, definitely enjoyed oh, yeah. that shit. I was all there for it. Red Meth got me through like high school, um, and they were and and quiet as kept. They were a part of that whole resurgence of Def Jam. Mm-hmm. Uh, you couldn't go anywhere without seeing Red Meth. Those of you who are, who are old enough to remember, remember Month of the Man. Oh shit! Month of the Man. It was a campaign by Def Jam where both Method Man and Red Man were releasing solo albums, and that was kind of the genesis of uh, of that whole. Tour. I think that they even was... talked about it in in the Versus thing. Yeah, they didn't really know how to market either one of them solo, so they were like, "Hey, they both have Man in the name," <laughs> and they just they just stuck them on tour together, 
and they just bonded while on tour and they became you know i like i like meth and red more than i like wu-tang if that makes I, any sense yes yes i agree i agree i i have to say out of all the out of all the wu-tang acts it's hard to believe there was a time when i was young and like rizzo was my favorite was was my favorite Ooh. i was into that bobby digital shit Ooh. it was weird it was weird, and I was I was looking for, I, you know, I, I was looking for an identity as a as a listener. Yeah, you know, you you do that when you're young. You're looking for your identity as a listener, and that just fell in line with all the like sci-fi comic shit I was into. Yeah, and you know, as an adult, I look back on that and was like, I could I can almost forgive myself, except the fact that. Every RZA, I guess RZA just doesn't mix any of his shit. It all sounds like he recorded it in a gas station bathroom. Yeah, all of it. Yeah, all of it sounds like he just recorded it in a stall while people were knocking on the door, waiting on him to hurry the fuck up. That's that's what the heads wanted, though. Yeah, they wanted that gritty shit. I I don't think they want that now. <laughs> like Wu Tang fans are the worst. Sorry, Wu Tang fans are weird. They are. I mean, weird, weird. It's a cult. Yeah, very strange. Um, more currently, I heard the I heard the Money Bag Yo album. Did you Did you hear the Money Bag Yo album? I listened to it. Yes. Okay. Okay. Uh, now I'm interested. I'm interested in this one because I I, I kind of want to bounce off how how we responded to it generationally. It uh, you know. I listened to it. I, I'm not gonna lie. I, 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 I skipped to the songs with features first, just to kind of see. That's fair. Because I'm uh, let's be real. I'm not gonna listen to Moneybag Yo. But just on his own. But that's fair. That's yeah. fair because that's how you, and that's why I ask because that's how you're digesting the content. Yeah. And I think generationally, that's how you get a feel for where Moneybag Yo fits in this generation of music by kind of figuring out what artist what artist he features with where it works and where it doesn't work. And he's I mean, he's one of those guys who once you hear one verse, you already know what you're getting from him. You've heard all the verses. So yeah, there's there's not a lot of there's nothing that's going to, to surprise me. Sure, sure. But yeah, I mean it it one thing that I can appreciate is all the songs were short. They were like two minutes. I have complained before about this age of short, short songs, but I, that is these artists knowing their lane. Mm-hmm. I don't want to hear a four-minute Moneybag Yo mm-hmm. song. Like, Moneybag Yo ain't just lyrically killing it to where I want to hear him just eating for four minutes. Nope. You yep. know, and I hate, to, I hate to compare generationally, but I just remember listening to the Judas and Black Messiah soundtrack and hearing that Nip and Hove joint, you wanted to hear both of them going off yeah. for four minutes. They earned their four minutes. Six got, Drake earns his four minutes. Yeah. Every minute on that Lemon Pepper joint, you wanted to hear him going in. Um, Moneybag Yo, I'm not saying that he's not, I'm not saying he's not good because for what for where the sound is right now, I enjoy him. For where the sound is right now, I think he's one of the best at that. And I know this because I remember he- hearing him on his joint with Future. 
and I enjoyed him way better yeah. than Future. Oh well, which isn't yeah, hard. That's not hard for you. <laughs> um, I like the song with Janae Aiko. Yeah, man. The song with Pharrell. Was, the Pharrell joint was nice. Was pretty cool. Uh, yeah, I mean, basically the songs featuring other people are the standout what songs. Standouts. I mean. Yeah, that's he got, fair. Well, he has one song called "Time Today." Okay. Where he's like, "I don't like niggas. I don't like bitches. I don't like anybody." Yeah. I was like, "I understand, sir." I I I, I sympathize. I too don't like niggers, bitches, <laughs> or anybody. Yeah. Um, I appreciated the Pharrell joint, the Future joint, and again, I don't like. And again. I can appreciate what Future does. I don't like him overall as an artist, <laughs> but I can admit when he's doing something jamming. Yeah. Um. Uh. I enjoyed. Uh. Like the. I think. I think the first five got me going. Right before I left. Like right before I left here, I played it over one time before I, before I left to come here. And I got around to Call of Duty in, and it fit right in. That's okay. That's gonna be that's uh, that's gonna be Call of Duty. It's music it's for a me. good it's a good album if you don't have to pay attention to it. Correct, correct. Yeah, there's, I, I I don't see there's gonna be an episode of dissect about the Money Bag Yo album. Yeah. Um, so for what it was and what it represents generationally, I've never heard a Money Bag Yo project all the way through previous to this, so I didn't know what to expect. So, given that, and this being my introduction introduction into a full money bag yo thing, I'm gonna give him a seven point five, mm. eight out of ten. Wow! In, in like right in between there. I'm not really gonna rate him. <laughs> I don't know. I, I mean, it, it is what it is. I, I'll probably never listen to it again on purpose, but <laughs> but like I said, it, it's it's a good album to listen to if you're not paying attention to it. Yeah. Production quality is definitely there. Yeah. Um, except for that, except for that Biggie sample. Mm-mm. The Biggie samples have to stop. Yeah, I got to stop that shit. Uh, a whole set of bad precedent for the Biggie samples. Shit, he He's used, used all, all the good ones, yeah. and he's flipped all the good Biggie lines like three times over by now. Uh, what else we got going? Oh, we can stay on hip hop actually. Hip hop. Megan is taking a break from Megan the Stallion. It's taking a break from music. Finally. I was going to say it's about time. Uh, not because we don't like Megan. We love Megan. But Megan been working her ass off. And when I say working, Megan been working her ass off for at least the past year and change. Yeah. Like, she was working She was working her records. She got shot. Shot in the feet. <laughs> Multiple. Plural. Both feet. And it seems like she did a little bit of physical rehab and was right back in that motherfucker. And had the biggest year of her career. Easily the biggest year. Won Grammy. Indeed won a Grammy. And had know, one of the biggest records of her career. Right. And yeah, take that break. Get get you know, she gotta take that break now. Cause when shit go when shit opens up, she's gonna be back on the road. Well, she gotta take look, let, let let's let's be very clear. Yeah. She's taking that break, and 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 th- and ultimately, even though she does deserve a break, and I'm happy she's taking a break. I'm happy these that this is a generation of artists that are listening to their their inner their mental health and taking care of themselves. Summer Walker been trying to tell tell y'all she getting the fuck out of here for like a for like a year and change. Um, is that 
like at the top of the like at the top of the year when the vaccine started making the rounds and people started guessing when outside was going to be open like i remember february or march she started that that hottie boot camp shit mm-hmm. and again all of this goes back to marketing because what's everybody going to be doing when they when they had when they know outside is going to be open soon they going to be getting right for the summer mm-hmm. and the women definitely trying to get right for hot girl summer let me let me hey let me be clear not necessarily getting right for us niggas. Right. Getting right for themselves. Just to put that out there. Um, And they want to get back out here. And I got to tell you, Megan, in my opinion, is like one of the top three most perfect looking women I've ever seen in my life. Even for that standard, the workouts are paying off. The workouts look good. Um, and she's getting right for that. And now she's in a relationship. Looks mad happy with, with partisan Fontaine. Yeah. She want to take a break. She wants to take a break. She wants to get out on, she wants to get out here. Yeah. Hopefully for her, she wants to eat something unhealthy. Yes, please. And she wants to fuck. (laughs) I don't blame her. I don't blame her. I, all of this makes perfect sense to me. But at the core of it, I just like that these artists are focused, are more honest and adamant about taking care of themselves. She gonna pop up pregnant. Don't. <laughs> so that's what they do. They take that time off, man. They come. They they pop up pregnant. Oh man, that'd yeah. be wild. That'd be wild. I'm just saying. Hey, my I don't man. see it for, but. That would be wild. Didn't uh, see it for a lot of people, but you know. We didn't see it for Cardi. Did not. We did not see it for Cardi. Didn't see it for Summer Walker. <laughs> I still don't see it for Summer Walker. <laughs> um, what else we got going? I'm trying to I'm trying to get through these quickly. Um Mortal Kombat. Oh, God. Yeah, I wrote that down. Mortal Kombat. Mortal Kombat. <sighs> oh boy. Mortal Kombat is back. Uh, it must be 1996. <laughs> um, Mortal Kombat uh, has a a new reboot, reimagining. Not really a reimagining. That's that's too much credit. <laughs> um, out in theaters and on HBO Max. I got drunk on Friday night and watched it after I watched Invincible. <laughs> um. <laughs> I so my opinion of Mortal Kombat is I fucking loved it. I fucking loved it for a few reasons. How did you feel about Mortal Kombat? I enjoyed it. This is one of those cases where I have to say I enjoyed it for what it was. Agreed. I, I knew exactly what it was going to be. I didn't have aspirations that it, it would just be mind-blowingly like intricate with a complex storyline that that challenged me and made me think about you know the parallels between that and the world today and all this other shit the snobs are driving i'm so you'd be so happy you don't social media the snobs are driving me the fuck crazy like what did y'all want from it what did you want what did you want from mortal combat like, I, just, I just wanted to see fights and violence 
Like, just the name alone, if you're familiar with the franchise, tells you what to expect. Yeah. And it, it tells you what to expect, and you immediately... I The bar was set in my head. Immediately. Yeah. And when I knew who the and when I knew who some of the actors were, I don't look any movie with McCad Brooks in it. I'm not looking for it to be Sundance uh, Sundance Film Festival worthy. Yeah. At all. Um if you're not familiar with the story of Mortal Kombat, it doesn't matter. It really doesn't. These guys beat up those guys and if the wrong guys win, the world might end. Best description ever. Period. And honestly, I remember the game enough to remember that story was secondary. They made a lot of characters. They had just got the kind of the the cutting edge of motion cap animation going. Yep. And they, I mean, when you really think about these characters, Sonya Blade is a cop wearing athleisure. What the fuck? <laughs> a cop wearing athleisure yeah. and a movie star in bicycle shorts and sunglasses. That was supposed to make sense? It didn't make sense in the first movie when they did it. It didn't make sense in the second movie when they had a white guy playing the Chinese God of Thunder. You talking about David Carradine? Wait, wait, who, who played Raiden? Christopher Lambert. Okay. Chris, well, actually, a lot of people don't realize this because the movie was so bad nobody cared. Christopher Lambert in the first one, which was mediocre, let's face it, yeah, played Raiden. And in the second one, they said the Elder Gods made him look different and he cut his hair. But it was James Remar from The Warriors. Right. Who plays who who plays the old guy in everything, seems. Who's who's played the old guy in everything for what seems like twenty years? I just think of him as Richard from Sex and the City. They I mean I, I will say this. The the opening ten minutes or so where they had the, the scene with Sub Zero and oh, who hard. becomes Scorpion. I was like, Oh, this is this was actually something that I didn't expect. And Shout out to Joe Taslam. Joe Taslam and uh Hiroyuki Sonata. Oh my God! You know that is what made me watch this movie. Yeah. Because Joe Taslim is a beast. I, I could have watched just both of them for the whole two hours or whatever, just go at each other. And let me tell you something: Sub Zero, the God, was just waxing niggas. Look, I will say for this two about hours. the movie. I will say this about the movie: they probably spent half the budget just on Sub Zero alone, and they they did that character justice in this Sub-Zero movie. Sub Zero went around handing out L's. Yeah. L's. Like he came through, like they they showed the extent of what he's capable of doing. And let me tell you something else. The scene that's the, and and this is not a real giveaway for real. The scene that sums up my expectations of Mortal Kombat is at the beginning when Sub Zero has killed Hanzo or Scorpion's entire family. If you're worried about spoilers, fuck you. It's not. It's not really a story. right. Um, and he sees Sub Zero calling him out. They one of them speaks J- Japanese and the other speaks Chinese. <laughs> Sub Zero talked cash shit to this man in his native tongue, 
And Scorpion, or Hanzo, who speaks Japanese, basically said, I don't know what the fuck you just said, but I'm about to fuck you up. That is Mortal Kombat, y'all. That's all you need to know. That's Mortal Kombat, period. That is all you need to know about Mortal Kombat. That and... Why Lewis Tan? Lewis, okay. <laughs> I mean... I, I... He well, you know, they couldn't get him for uh, for whatever reason. I guess they couldn't get him for Shang Chi. Louis Tan got hands. Louis Tan is is better than what they 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 gave him. But I, I'm not gonna go. Supposedly too they that. had more fights that got left out of the movie. Uh, they need to bring back I some more of those it. fights because basically, at the end of at by the time the movie is over, the point of his character is like okay. Well, I understand why I did that. I yeah. understand why I did that. They and, and even his power was supposed to be him protecting uh, with the ability to protect his bloodline. Yeah. Almost a little too on the nose, but okay. Um, all I gave a fuck about was Sub-Zero waxing niggas. Man. And Scorpion. Yeah. Bruh. Sub Zero made a sword out of ice yes. and broke it on and broke it on on Scorpion's head. Yeah. And y'all worried about a fucking storyline? Get the fuck <laughs> out of my face! Get the fuck out of my face, y'all! And 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 the next one is gonna have Johnny Cage in it. Mm. You know the Miz wants to be Johnny Cage. I don't see that. Besides the fact that he can't like fight fight, that would actually be a good. If if you want to make a hateable character, that would actually yeah. be a good casting. That's that's I mean that's the Mrs. character, right? Yeah. Okay. Basically. Hollywood douchebag. Yeah. Okay, fair enough. I just know him as Mike from the real world, so I never knew what the Mrs. whole thing was. He he is actually and not to get too out far from the tangent. Yeah. For all that we used to laugh about him and his aspirations to be a wrestler. Yeah. He is one of the best heel bad guy wrestlers. One of the best ever. Period. Now, did he come up through Tough Enough? Yeah. Okay. He went through Tough Enough, and he was only supposed to be, like most people said, he would he would phase out of the WWE in like three months. And he has carved that into a very long career. He's, uh, he's a very accomplished wrestler, believe it or not. Right. Title-wise, and like legitimately, he, he knows how to play a bad guy, and that's what's, okay. that's what's kept him there. Fair enough. Okay. Yeah. That's interesting. I, I, you know, I always wondered about how he, how, how he got his shot. And I forgot that they do the Tough Enough program. Yeah. Um, I, I remember back when they were doing that with like Taz. Yeah. Damn, I'm old. Yeah, you old. <laughs> so all in all, I will say, for Mortal Kombat doing what it does, and the whole franchise is a B minus C plus franchise right. anyway. Right. Um, and I kind of give it a B minus C plus, but that's what I signed up for. Uh, just to, and just to give you an idea of of the franchise and how seriously not to take it. The last game, the last Mortal Kombat game I played, I shit you not, had Rambo and RoboCop in it. Yeah. <laughs> what, and, what the fuck do you and do with Terminator that? and Freddy Krueger and shit? Like, <laughs> that's I always think of like Rambo firing explosive arrows at yeah. people. And I'm like, y'all want a storyline? What the fuck are you talking about? Um, so yeah, I you know, B minus C plus. 
Yeah, I'm looking forward to the the sequel. Oh, that was the other thing I liked about it. So, people complained there was no tournament. No actual tournament. Even though they're clearly setting up for that. Right. In a sequel. Let me tell you the best part about this. How genius is this? When you have somebody as evil as Shang Tsung gearing up for a, a tournament for the fate of another world, and Shang Tsung just says, man, fuck a tournament. Let's just jump these niggas. Yeah. Let's just go over there and jump these niggas. Yeah. And when they don't show up for the tournament, we win. That's smart. That's fucking smart. That's some, that's some Cobra Kai shit. What a great fucking villain that is. <laughs> Between that, who was that? Was it, what was it? What, Cabal? That, actually, Cabal was probably the dopest character on there. He was like, just point me in the direction of that piece of shit Kano. Yeah. <laughs> That's wonderful. I love this fucking movie. I do. I love this movie. Um, on to other things. What, do I, what else do I have here? Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Mm-hmm. We have to talk about the Falcon and the Winter Soldier finale. I'm going to try not to take up too much time on that. Um, Falcon and the Winter Soldier finale... I did not expect this to be so divisive as as much as as much as people have been receiving this show positively. I didn't expect this to be the culture's dividing thing, it, particularly on Twitter. And I'm coming for I'm coming at this from a couple of different angles. First of all, I am so sick of having conversations with the woke community about anything. About anything. Definitely about comic book heroes. Right. Definitely about Anthony Mackie. About fictional characters. About fictional characters. But woke people for some reason, and maybe I don't keep up with him enough, just do not like Anthony Mackie at all. I've never understood what the problem is. And he said a couple of goofy shits, but they really hate Anthony Mackie. Um, let me also say, I know we're in a, I know we, and and because I write for a publication that is definitely focused on the importance of representation in our media, um, and definitely chronicling representation in our media and how we're represented and how they check off all the boxes. I understand that there's an importance there. Yeah. I also understand that sometimes you just want to be entertained. Right. And that's the that's the divide for me. The people that liked it were entertained. They were entertained and that is what Marvel is about. And sometimes we look for an African American studies class from a franchise that does not and has not tried to have the range for that. And and does not need to do that. Not at all. Again, we're talking about this dude is wearing a flying suit made from vibranium. You know? Battling battling a, another guy who's a hundred something years old with a vibranium arm and super soldier serum running through his veins. Y'all, the expectations are a little high. Did they did they want him to deliver like a, a Black Lives Matter speech or something like that? Well, like, what, what are they expecting from well, him? Well, I will say this started 
the whole clowning of Sam Wilson really started from a Black Nerd Problems article, which I I enjoyed off of it clearly being humorous. And people took it the wrong way. I will say this. I'm a little worried about whether we're going to we're going to be getting uh quotes on Marvel Comics anymore. <laughs> the the way we have kind of become one of the we have kind of become like public enemy number 1 in a week. Mm. And it was all because of this article talking about how Sam Wilson can't fight. <laughs> I mean, but the thing is, and again, it's joking. It's clearly joking. Yeah. But the thing about it is, is that people really wanted to have this debate with me. First of all, Sam Wilson, Captain America, was a grunt. He was a grunt. He was a he was an on the ground grunt. Right. Not only that, of course, he was enhanced to all get out. Right. But Sam Wilson was a pararescue. Yeah. Combat was always second. And he always made it clear that combat was secondary for him. Even in, even in a lot of, depending on what version you read, a lot of the Captain America comics are him providing air support. Here's another thing that I think people are missing as well. And I, I took it for granted until I saw it actually in person. Like, I, I never realized that the, the Falcon character in the comics could use his wingsuit for combat in the way that I've seen it done on TV. Yeah. There's actually some pretty cool shit they've done on this show that I never thought even consider I never even considered could be done with the suit. I was like, oh, they actually kind of freaked it. Like the way that they use the wings as a shield and as a yeah, you know, as a support and all kinds of other shit. I'm like, yeah, that's dope. I love the fact that they don't have an actual bird, Red Wing. They got these little drone things that that actually are useful and provide support. Right. Yeah. That's so, what that his his uh, not to cut you off. His I always believed that his focus would be rescue and mm-hmm. support. And I'm not bothered that he doesn't have hands. He doesn't need to. Y'all don't say the same shit about War Machine. Bruh. Don Cheadle ain't got hands. <laughs> Let me tell you something. We ain't never seen Don Cheadle just win a fight out of the you know, y'all, and, should, y'all should be more upset of the fact that the, the Flag Smashers have hands. And they can, go to toe, they can go toe-to-toe with two guys who are actual, like, toured military personnel. Why is the little... Carly is, what, is supposed to be, what, 16? Yeah. Why does a sixteen-year-old girl have hands? Y'all exactly. ain't asking those hard questions, right? And uh, and the other thing for me, like, why are we asking Sam Wilson to have hands? I don't see any articles about iron, about taking Iron Man right out of his out of his armor and making him fight Bucky. I think Cap Cap and Bucky might be the only two, in Black Widow, that have hands. Black Panther has hands. Okay, T'Challa had hands too. I yeah. say, but they're the, but they are, but yeah. Cap and Bucky are the the gold standard for hands in the MCU. We know this yeah. because Winter Soldier, yeah, that was the best hand to hand fight in the MCU, yeah. hands down. The Hulk, the Hulk didn't have hands. I was gonna say <laughs> the Hulk had hands until he didn't. <laughs> Thanos fucked him up. Shit. Thanos, Thanos was out here. With his big ass doing Krav Maga shit, <laughs> um, but all that to say, um, there was a lot. So there was a lot of issues about how Sam Wilson handles politics, about how Sam Wilson approaches certain things, and uh, Malcolm Spellman 
was the showrunner here. Malcolm Spellman, I want to say, did like Empire or something. Mm-hmm. And he also got clowned because he was supposed to be working on uh, Confederate before that fell apart. Mm. I, I'm not defending that at all. <laughs> um, my issue is, Scott Woods has said this way better than I could. And I've quoted this a million times. I can't wait for the day that black people can write can can create things and cre- and can create content without having to be all things to all black people right having to please the woke people right and can create the story they want to tell without being considered a race traitor right i and i i appreciate the fact that he defied Isaiah Bradley's wishes you know Isaiah Bradley was like no black man can be captain america and he has every right to believe that, too, based on his experience. But Sam Wilson also had every right to be like, uh, you know what, though? Fuck what you heard, man. Cause I, cause I'm if, going my own way. Because if I'm not going to be Captain America, we see what happens when John when Walker gets it. someone doesn't. So let me go ahead and hold this steel real quick. And if that's my, and if that's my cross to bear right, to, to, that's my cross to bear right now, so be it. Yeah. But if me holding the shield... Means bum ass John Walker isn't holding the shield. Right. That my that that my friend dedicated his life to yeah. for fifty years. Yeah. So be it. Super Soldier Chet Hanks can't have this shield. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, don't 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 do private first class America like that. <laughs> oh man, how you get the Super Soldier serum still get put on his ass? Oh man, <laughs> letting Lamar Hoskins down. Man. Oh man, he got he got that that bum ass shield he made got folded up. With hubcaps and shit. <laughs> I'm like man, why oh, you come out here with this little weak shit? Why you go to Dollar General for that shit, bro? Oh, he fell off. I dog. think the most unbelievable thing about this whole experience is that Cap and Bucky being born when they were and where they were don't have an ounce of racism in them at all. At all. Like, Bucky sitting over there kicking it with the black folks at, at the crawfish boil. <laughs> like, we talk about invited to the cookout. Man, He look, helped with the cookout. Let me tell you something. Super soldier or not, if I had been Sam, Bucky got one more time to make eyes at my fucking sister. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> me and the cousin's going to be like, hey, man. We can put the suit on and throw hands. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I, I was well, I was sick of him with that. <laughs> like, look, Hi, man. Sarah. Hey, sit your ass down. You haven't looked friendly in five movies. <laughs> what the fuck? Nah, you know what it is, though. You know what it is. He spent that time on Wakanda. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man. He was, he was in Wakanda for what, like five years or some shit like that? He had to be. Put, mean, that, put that white wolf down. I'm saying, you think, uh, you, you think, you know what I'm saying? You think he, uh... You think he touched up on anything, man? You think he uh, slid? Uh, Io. Oh. <laughs> oh no 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 Io no no. I think Io doesn't like men. Like Io's gay. Oh. I well, think you're if right. it's, well, if she's if she's liking the source material, yeah. Io's gay. I'm just saying. You, I mean, he, he knocked down something. He was obviously he was out there for a while. So he, I, and, and so I take back what I said just now. After his experience in Wakanda, he knows a black woman is God. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's why he came. That's why he came from Sarah. Like, so what's up? What's up? 
What was it? I didn't know you. I didn't know you had a sister. Your sons need a stepfather. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's cold. That's cold. Hey. Um. So, but yeah, in all in all, I enjoyed it, and I enjoyed how they resolve things with Isaiah. And speaking of Isaiah, we have to start having a conversation about how Carl Lumley is just one of the unsung heroes of black nerddom. He is. Mm -hmm. Like, he's been in all the hot shit. He was the Martian Manhunter. Mm -hmm. Of course, now he is the the OG Cap. Yep, yep. And let me tell you something. As an Alias fan, I appreciated him. But a lot of y'all don't remember. A lot of of y'all too young for this. Y'all don't have a range. If the chick you fucking with doesn't remember Mantis, Mm. she's too young for you, bro. I remember when Carl Lumley was the Mantis. And when we didn't have a bunch of superheroes on TV and we had to take what we could get. Yep. And the Mantis. Carl Lumley played this inventor who was in a wheelchair. And he put on this super suit and get... And he have legs again, and he could, and he was strong, and shot people with these darts. And his, and his his Cadillac turned into a flying car and shit. Y'all remember Mantis? Mantis was the truth, my nigga. Like, and lasted longer than it had any right to. It lasted like two seasons, which was longer than anything on Fox ever did. Yeah. Um, pre American Idol. And, yeah, Carl Lumbly is an unsung hero of black nerddom. He paved the way. I'll put it that way. The Mantis walked so that black Captain America could fly. Now everybody's going to... Now everybody listening to this shit is going to look up Mantis. Yeah. They don't see that shit on uh, YouTube. That shit look corny to the motherfucker. I watched every episode. Yeah, Carl Lumley, he's he's had a, I mean he's he has an extensive catalog of a lot Wonderful of Wonderful catalog. That y'all don't y'all don't even know about. Y'all ain't ready for that. Y'all don't have a range for that talk. Wait, wait, did you say something that something about uh you sick of you sick of people talking about how we should address our elders? Oh people were so mad because I because Sam referred to Isaiah Bradley as Isaiah and not like Mr. Isaiah. Or Mr. Brett, can we please stop fucking infantilizing grown adults? I don't, because I don't, uh, now I don't know what white people do, so I'm not going to say white people don't do this. No, they definitely call people by their whole first name, regardless of station. Man, I really, and again, I understand respect for your elders and reverence for your elders. I want us to stop treating adults like children. I don't, you can't be 30 with bills. And, I, and I'm a big yes sir, no sir guy until someone tells me not to. So don't get it twisted. But this notion of I'm a grown man with bills. So I can't talk to, so I can't talk to you like another grown person with bills. Is fucking mind blowing to me. If he introduces himself as Isaiah, I'm gonna call him Isaiah. I'm gonna call him Isaiah. I'm gonna call him what his mama called him. Y'all forget about that shit when it's convenient. Mm. I just that that drives me crazy, and the fact that you and, and the whole thing about trying to prove Isaiah wrong being equated with not respecting your elders to me again treats 
grown adults like children because I know I wasn't the only I know I wasn't the only one who knew people where they got whoopings for being right in their in their mama's house. Oh yeah. Or just not agreeing in your mama's house. Right. Guess what? I can respect I can respect your your years of experience, your years of perspective as a grown adult and still not agree with you. My father, God rest him, had a lot of had a lot of ideas about the world that because he wasn't in the world like he used to be, mm-hmm. did not hold up. That's that's me and my father right now. My dad had a lot of ideas that to his last days on this earth, I didn't agree with. I didn't hold it against him. Yep. And, and we're in this era now. And, and it amazes me that the woke people were so in arms, up in arms about this, considering they the same woke people that want you to cancel, that want you to cancel your elders the second they don't have the same politics as you. Yeah. And they get mad. You don't, well, you don't tell your daddy about his bigotry. Well, cause you you've made the standard where I can't tell I can't tell my elders shit. Right, and and a lot of times they don't want to hear shit. Like my my father, if there's one big difference between the way my father and I think is that, and this is based on his experiences, he has a a deep mistrust of pretty much all white people, as he should. And again, it's where he comes from. So when he he gets to have that. So you know he he's always cautioning me. To be extra careful around them white boys, and you know, I, I, you know, I go back and forth with them and saying that I don't have to keep my head on the swivel all the time. You know, it is what it is. Right. I, I fully understand also that he is very much informed by his experiences. I don't intend to change his mind on it, and I, I wouldn't even if I, if I tried to. And now that's respect for your elders, right? And we just have, you just have to accept it. Respecting so, their experiences, not minimizing their experiences, correct. but not internalizing their experiences for yourself. Exactly, because I grew up at a different time. My experiences are different. There are things that I do that he would not do because right. of his experiences. Not an insult to him, but you know, it, it is what it is. And that's, and for people who have a problem with Sam Wilson taking up that mantle, even though. Mr. Isaiah implored him not to. I mean, the man got a you know. What kind of show would we have? Right. Even even Isaiah looked at it and was like, because I'm just gonna say it. Anthony Mackie too corny for me to be walking around watching Sam Wilson and the Winter Soldier. Well, B- plain old uh, veteran support group Sam Wilson and the Winter Soldier. <laughs> I don't want to watch that. <laughs> I do like the fact that they used the exact design for that suit that, that was in the comic. Right out of the comics. I was like, damn. That was pretty cool. Shout out to Daniel Acuna. Let me also say, I'll tell you a little longer on this than I want to. Um, let me also say that the fact that George St. Pierre is still rocking the shit as Batrock, <laughs> they got to have him in the Thunderbolts. I Maybe. see it. Maybe. He's going to be a Thunderbolt. I see it already. Him, yeah. Zemo. Shit, maybe Carly. Ah, uh, I mean, if they, you know, if, uh, I'm not gonna spoil it. I, I will say there's room for it, but definitely Zemo. Definitely Zemo. D- Zemo gonna leave this shit for real, yeah. like in the comics. Yeah. Uh, Batrock gotta be there. Um, I am still on the on the fence about where they're headed with Sharon, but you did bring up a good point. 
uh, off air, mm-hmm. um, I I see a setup for Secret Invasion. Yep. Also, can we have a spinoff show where Madam Hydra is Selena Meyer? That might be what's happening. You never know. <laughs> can we please have that with Julia Louis Dreyfus? That was wonderful. I, she's I, I, look. I definitely know that they're setting her up for something bigger than just. And I'm not and, talking about that. I'm yeah. talking about let's have a An real actual spinoff. Deep spinoff. Oh, I got <laughs> where you. Selena Meyer runs Hydra. Oh, that's actually <laughs> that's actually kind of genius. Like Hydra shot in the vein of uh, Veep. Can we yes. get can we get Tony Hale to be her assistant yeah. again? <laughs> Oh, that shit would look Damn. like the Venture Brothers. Like that shit we gotta would look write so that good. Shit. We gotta write that shit. Rest in peace, Venture Brothers. Yeah, we gotta yeah. get a writer's room together for that shit. Um, we're gonna take a quick break. I I know I've run a little long. Fuck them. Fuck them. Fuck them. Uh, we're gonna take a quick break. We'll be back with more foolishness and fuckery. You're listening to Sober Conversation with the least sober team in podcasting. Mm-hmm. Pour up. I am in fact. And we are back. We are black. We are opinionated. And uh, I am indeed drunk. I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to chill a little bit. <laughs> Gotta sit out for a little get, bit. Getting a little. Getting a little ahead of myself. Um, before we get into the next segment, uh, this breaking news. Well, it's not. Re- it's not breaking per se, but it's news from uh about uh Kobe Covington. Yeah. Dana White has definitely announced that Colby Covington will be facing Usman again <laughs> next. Does, so does he get to wear a face mask? <laughs> that's it's a real question. Gotta wear a chin strap. Cause you're gonna get fucked up. Once somebody breaks your face once. Uh this uh, actually we have a quote from Colby Covington about the match. Okay. Uh you know Kamaru took eight minutes longer than than when I would finish uh, Jorge Masvidal every time we trained. That guy is a journeyman. What's he got, like 15 or 20 losses on his record? That's You shouldn't be happy and praising yourself for beating a journeyman like that. There's a reason he's a backstabber and a street Judas, because he's a bum. I mean, if I lost the next 12 fights in a row, I would still have a better record than, than journeyman Masvidal. I definitely knew that it was a possibility. No, I'm, I'm not going to get into the technical stuff. Uh, so he's worried about getting taken down, and then Kamaru hits him with the right hand. So I knew it was a possibility. But it's a different stylistic matchup when I fight Marty Usman. He knows he can't take me down. He broke his face. <laughs> like, I, I have to keep coming back to that. That's like saying, like, you can't whoop my ass. And then I'm like... I, I did it though. I literally did that. I broke your face. Like <laughs> your Your the, face the, had actual fractures in it and you had to be hospitalized. Oh, his face was bleeding. Real talk. Um On that note, speaking of which, it is time for white people must be stopped. This is why I don't fuck with white people. Love that! I love that jingle. Yes, that, sir. That is, that's that's gonna go the distance. Um, 
on the topic of MMA, actually, we didn't talk about. Did we talk about Jake Paul? We did not. Jake Paul must be stopped. He will be some at some point. He will be. <laughs> he was at the fight last. He was at the fight last night talking shit to uh, Daniel Cormier. Mm-hmm. Go for it. All right, all right. You you know, let me let me just say there is nothing that beats the confidence of a mediocre white man. Not nothing. anything. Nothing. This man beat Nate Robinson and some guy who was like henchman number two in the Mortal Kombat movie <laughs> from 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 ninety six. Yeah. And he thinks he's and he thinks he's out here waxing folks. Bro, you beat like a foot clan soldier. The 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 um the force and resilience of, of mediocre white men. Um And now you in public talking shit to Daniel Cormier. Yeah. Who has held like two or three belts simultaneously. Mm-hmm. Go for it. <laughs> Go for it. He's not even in the same weight class as DC. No. Nah, he weighs like 196 pounds or some shit. Like, stop, man. At best, DC just retired. Just retired. It hasn't even been a year. DC would have. DC could have got up out of the announcer's chair and beat his ass. I, I really want to see... Set it up, Dana. I want to see Jake Paul really talk shit. Like, I, I want to see him talk shit to a Mike Tyson type of person. Like, He will not. He won't. He won't talk shit to a Roy Jones type of person. Barely talk shit to uh, Floyd. Like, he, he knows what he's doing. He beat Ben Askren. Who, I, yeah... He beat Ben Askren, who, some, which is like beating Billy from Power Rangers. Like I said, one of the commentators said he looked like a bag of milk. <laughs> so, so that's what you wanted, sure. Go like, for it. You might as well have just fought Pete Davidson and right. talk some shit. Pete Davidson might whip that ass. I'm, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, I don't, I don't trust Pete Davidson to not have hands. Yeah, like, don't, I don't appreciate these white folks having hands now. Don't, uh, don't ever. Uh, Underestimate someone on antidepressants. No bullshit. <laughs> um, we do have a submission. I uh, just went in the mailbag. We have a, a submission from Vanita Johnson. Okay. Uh, oh, God. This is Charlotte, North Carolina. So I know I already know the racism is strong. Let's go. The headline... High school club's slave auction is canceled due to social media backlash. Wait, 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 wait. Run that. Wait. It was canceled? (laughs) Yes. Why was it allowed to be created in the first place? Let's find out. A South Dakota high school is canceling its rodeo club slave branding auction uh, because of social media backlash. This was the post going around on uh, social media for the event, which shows the Faith High School Rodeo Club hosting a pancake supper and a pie auction, along with uh, the slave branding auction scheduled for Monday. Faith is a city of 360 people. Wait, okay. (laughs) In South Dakota. 120 miles east of Rapid City, South Dakota. Out of 360 people, how many of them are black? Let's find out. 
Let's see. Uh, I don't see that here. Actually. I'm going to put the over under on zero. 360? A town that small, you might have one black family. I was saying they're a legacy family. Like they've been there for a few yeah. generations. So they, they, I will say they don't have the goodwill. They have the thinly veiled acceptance of the people. If that. They still can't go in the house. <laughs> now you know the rules around here. You know I can't let a nigger in the house. <laughs> the faith schools, uh, the faith school district superintendent Kelly Daughters told News Nation affiliate uh, Kilo that the school has nothing to do with the event. Slave auctions have been around in several communities in the state for at least a decade. Still. The idea that is that rodeo club members are auctioned off uh, chores for the highest bidder. According to the Pierre Capital Journal in 2012, a black resident asked the Pierre Fort Pierre High School Rodeo Club to change the name of its slave auction event because it was offensive, but the club refused to do so. That club hasn't had a slave auction in a couple of years. Texas high school students face backlash for holding a virtual slave auction where they bid on their classmates. Young people are stupid as fuck, man. <laughs> what the fuck? What happened to just date auctions? What the? Y'all are just some... Uh, young people are just fucking stupid, man. Now I have been, a date, been to a date auction. I can see that. I, I can even see where it, you, you just call it an auction, which still sounds bad. My thing is, in, in, at any time, in any place, in any corner of society in America, you have to know that the, that the connotation of the word slave is just on, some, just on the most fucked up shit. Like, just right. don't use the word slave for any, like, remove it from your vocabulary. That's, that is terrible marketing. Right, just, just remove it. Don't, don't even think about using it. Jamal ain't lived in that in, in that community for decades. You cannot be alive today in America and not know that slavery is some fucked up shit. And you're like, oh, you know, we, we, we've been doing it for a while, so we're just going to keep the name. No. You know what else has been happening for a while? People have been getting their asses beat for doing some dumb shit like that. Three, well, 360 people, I guarantee that's a sundown town. Yep. Hey. Ain't nobody stopping to beat nobody ass in no. there. Like, like the fire the fire department is like three people. Right, it's like three people with a Ford F one fifty, and it's also the police department. <laughs> Same three people. I'm just saying. Um, what else do we have on the white people must be stopped? Actually, let's see. Um, we know someone got stopped. Oh yes, the Derek Chauvin verdict. Derek Chauvin is going to prison, prison, prison. Somebody on somebody on Twitter said the look on his face looked like he wanted to speak to the manager when he heard the verdict. <laughs> he did. You can see it through the mask. He was like, he definitely. I had thought a look. I was good. Yeah, he definitely had a look on his face like that's not what we talked about. That is not what I paid you for, Judge. Um, and uh, all all three counts, I guess. Yep. <sighs> Now the I'm happy about it. The sentencing really matters at this point, though. The sentencing matters. I'm also concerned only because this is at the same time Amber Geiger is is, is looking for an appeal. Mm. Yeah. 
uh, in case you don't remember, Amber Geiger is the one who shot uh, Botham Jean yep. in his own house. Well, he was eating ice cream. Um, so I'm happy about it, and I want to encourage people to be happy about it, but I also want people to remember that in the context of at least the past 20 years, uh, just for just for example, this is an aberration. The smallest drop in the bucket. <laughs> um, I don't, and I don't want to discourage people from celebrating this. I don't want just to pe- discourage people from breathing a small sigh of relief. But I, I definitely want us to be aware, and I definitely want us to be vigilant. Uh, for the next time this happens, which wasn't, which by the way, it was the same day. The next time was the same day. <laughs> Micaiah Bryant, a fourteen-year-old girl. Her her mother says she was sixteen, but regardless, she's young. Regardless, got shot by the police. So, I did. I didn't watch the video because I refused to watch another video. But top to bottom, this whole situation is fucked up, and the whole. Uh, village failed this girl. Let me let, let let me start off with first of all. Um, she 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 is in fact adopted. She was living in a group home, I guess. Mm-hmm. She fell out with her foster mother over something small like chores. <clears throat> they got into a shouting match. She told her, "You ain't my real mama. You can't you know tell a sixteen year old girl telling her guardian what she ain't gonna damn do." Nothing new. Look, I got a 15-year-old niece that does that to her actual mother all the time. Tell her what she ain't going to damn do whole nine yards. That argument doesn't stand for very long either. Sorry. Oh, I'm sure. (laughs) Now, the foster mother calls her grown foster daughters, 28 years old, to come fight this little girl. So far, where are we? Little girl didn't want to do chores. Calls grown women to come beat her up. They show up. The foster father is there. Apparently sees the young girl go outside with a knife. Wielding a knife. It didn't say shit. I'm, too, I'm of two minds about this. First of all, we, we can't attack... We, well, we can't attack the parents a little bit because the parents definitely failed this little girl. But I'm not mad at you going outside with a weapon to defend yourself. I'm old school. Randall is old school. Mm-hmm. We definitely come from a generation where when you got your ass whooped, you couldn't even come back in the house yeah. until you went back out there mm-hmm. and whooped whoever it was ass. Or if that's not going to get it, my father, God rest his soul, our senior would tell you. Me and my mom just got through having this conversation. She was like, who the fuck told you that? I was like, "You know, your husband did. <laughs> you pick up a bat, you pick up a brick, you pick up a rock, you pick up something sharp, something hard, whatever is nearby, and you get the people off of you. Don't be out here, don't be out here in the world. And, and you and you younger trying to fight these, trying to be honorable and fight and box these grown men. These grown men will fuck you up out here. True and, story. And my dad had enough foresight to understand. On top of all that, this is Texas. Yeah. Not only is this Texas, but we in we live in a day and age where nobody just loses a fight and that's that and 
and they just walk away with their pride in their hand. They walk no. to the trunk. They go into the trunk. Or we all, if you live in the hood, you'd be in that situation. Nigga lose a basketball game. And I'll tell you, my our senior had foresight. Our senior had enough foresight to be able to tell that these times are different. Mm-hmm. All that, let's, let's get the gloves and, and settle it out in the yard. That's over. Nope. You know, because niggas don't just lose a fight and that's that anymore. Uh, unfortunately, they like come back with the blick. They they go to the trunk, and they they come back with it. And it it doesn't. And honestly, these days it doesn't even have to be hands. It doesn't even have to be over losing a fight, dude. I, I just re- get their feelings, and that's that. Yeah, I remember playing basketball in Laporte <clears throat> with a dude named Boom. Oh, Boom definitely had the blicky. Yeah, Boom had the blicky, and you know we were we were we were. We were uh, we were visitors to Laporte. He was dark skinned nigga, wasn't he? Oh, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, hell yeah. He was he was the only nigga in the two thousands with a flat top still. Oh yeah. Not only not only was not only was he dark skinned, not only did he have a blicky, his mama African. Probably so. I'm just I don't say know. it. I'm just saying it. I just know he was he was playing basketball in low tops and with like uh it wasn't even like basketball shorts. <laughs> it was like <laughs> it was like khaki shorts. I'm just saying. And you know he was one of those dudes, man. He was he was a little violent on the court. Like he didn't really know how to play. He was, he like was just ex, big. Yeah, he was an ex football player that just that played basketball like football. So he was just blacktop Sean Kemp. Yeah, yeah. And <laughs> if you touched him, you know he was he was getting mad about fouls. And we like, dude, we're not really following you like that. Y'all niggas got one more time to foul me. <laughs> and you know he did some shit where he ran directly into somebody. And he was like, "Oh, okay, y'all. Oh, so y'all, y'all think it's a joke? Y'all got me fucked up. <laughs> Hell yeah! All right, all right, stay right here. I'll be right back. That's when you know what time it is. And we Scatter. were like, you might be right back, but we will not scatter. And we it's just time to go. Hey, literally picked up the ball and went home. As 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 boom, made his way to the trunk. That's that nigga from White Men Can't Jump. Yeah." Yeah. Ran to get the blicky. Everybody was gone. And in the distance, we heard them slugs gonna burn too, nigga. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. I believe you, Mister Boom. I believe the slugs will burn. I will not be here to find out. However, that—that's the vibes. That's the time we live in now, man. Yeah. It's just it, it. You know, and I, I hate to be one of them. Get off my lawn. Can't get with the new times, niggas. But niggas getting their feelings. Guns are way more accessible. And this is Texas. Yeah. Cause so guns just got twice as accessible as they were two weeks ago. Guns are our religion. I'll say no no bullshit. Yeah. Um, so it's really one of these situations where you have this violence going on and then you have and then you have a, a, the police officer show up. Yep. And shoot this little girl for having a knife. Right. Under the guise of, oh, well, I was trying to preserve life. She clearly had a deadly weapon. But when you show up with context, and that's why. now And to the credit of those bitch-ass niggas from the Silverback Chronicles podcast that we talked about mm-hmm. last week, they did go out of their way to mention that we get to know the people of the neighborhood. Um, When you don't know your community. Yeah. When you don't know the context, first of all, someone whose area that is, someone who routinely patrols that area, 
should know this is the group home. Right. This is the group home. We have to take a look. We have to we have to approach this we have to approach this area and these people a little differently. Right. We, we need not to necessarily of, violently, but a little differently. We need to do some investigating. We need to understand the circumstances that we are walking into. And furthermore, even if you do have to get to a deterrent, yeah. even if it comes to that, the average police officer has several pounds of equipment. Yeah, about 20, 25 pounds of equipment. On any given day and time. I know at least... I know at least two or three of them are non-lethal force. Yeah. You got the pepper spray. Yeah. You got the taser. You got the taser. And you got the baton. You got the baton. You got those little zip cuff things that they use now. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. what, so the mystery for me is, why does it seem like when you come to these neighborhoods, all we ever see is deadly force? Yeah. I mean, I... You remember we talked about this, the video of the fight at the airport in Atlanta. Yeah. And the cop showed up with the with the taser. Yeah. He let that taser go. Three niggas fell out simultaneously. Yeah. Easily. Easily. And and when it was time to shut the fuck up, they shut the fuck up because that man said, "I will light your ass up yeah. again." Girl, light that ass on fire. <laughs> Buster Rhymes. And you mean to tell me that there's no other go-to for you but to wax it, but to but to wax this this little girl four times in the chest at yeah. center mass? Yeah, man. Come on, man. Come on. Preserve life. How was that preserving life? Yeah, literally brought a gun to a knife fight. It was preserving someone's life. It wasn't. Pres- it, it it wasn't preserving everyone's life. And and just top to bottom, everyone involved, the whole village failed. Yeah. Top to bottom. And they have to take a better look at that group home, at the people running that group home. Because if it came to this, they're wasting the state's money. And the, and the problem, yeah, and the problem is, as a foster parent, your job your responsibility, I should say, is is to protect the child. You are a guardian to that child. Correct. Who, who presumably does not have guardians or parents. And it, if it is indeed true that she sent two older siblings to go out and, and put hands on her, you're, it's contrary to what your responsibility is. And the, and the entire community failed this child. It's... it's- it's a damn shame. It's a damn shame to just come right off of the Derek Chauvin verdict. Yeah. We were supposed to be able to breathe for a minute. And it's just, the vibes are just not there for that right now. And it, it just underscores the fact that we as a community still have to, we still have some responsibility, some responsibility in in what happens to us. And we have to stop allowing these circumstances to to. To present themselves to begin with. And to be honest with you, I don't like the level of, I don't like the discourse happening behind this mm-hmm. because we have, because we have niggas caping for, well, she shouldn't have done this or she shouldn't have done that. All of, all of that can be possible without her having to die for it. 
it sounds like the same discourse niggas were having over Corinne Gaines. Yeah. And, and instead of them saying she shouldn't have done this or that, they need to be asking why. Why, why it even had to come to that? Right. Why is, it, why is that situation even a thing? Correct. And, yeah, that's a damn shame, man. Um, prayers, uh, um, rest in, uh, actually, rest in power, Nakia Bryant, uh, Micaiah Bryant, um, uh, prayers to the, um, the, well, I, the family, I guess. Yeah. Uh, I, I hope, I hope they do better by themselves and by each other. Shit. They can't do much worse than this. They can't do much worse. Um, that, that definitely needs looking at, um, on another note, speaking of white people that need to be stopped, Caitlyn Jenner is running for governor of California. Huh? Caitlyn Jenner. <laughs> I thought I heard that wrong for a second. <laughs> is running for governor of California. Why? Um, I'm disturbed by this on a couple of levels. First of all, this doesn't need a hard unpacking. Just no. 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 No, absolutely not. Like, first of all, how about no more celebrities in high positions of power? Yeah. Second, I know people are going to get on, well, 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 Dwayne Johnson is talking about running. I don't think Dwayne Johnson is actually serious nah. about running. What I, think, I, what I think he's doing, I think this is a collaborative effort to get people excited about something and get people on that side of the aisle yep. excited about something or someone to keep the momentum going. Right. Because if it if not for that, the Democrats and the people who will inevitably vote Democrat don't really have anybody to get excited about. <sighs> Biden is a is a is a buffer. Is Kamala Harris still vice president? I haven't heard her We've not heard much from her. Okay. We've not heard much from her. Um, I'm going to assume that she is taking the role of Biden's handler. Okay. I assume she's hopefully not just locking niggas up somewhere in secret. I hope she hasn't restarted S.H.I.E.L.D. (laughs) Hydra. (laughs) Hydra, whichever. Madam Hydra. You know, right? (laughs) Um, I, I think that Dwayne is just getting people hyped. Yeah. For that side of the aisle, I don't think he's going to run because I think that a guy like that, whose whole brand is based on him being likable and charismatic and charming, I think he stands to lose some of that factor. Oh, certainly. In having to involve himself in the political arena. Yep. It's just like it's just like that episode of Justice League where Lex Luthor was like. Do you know how much power I would have to lose to be president? Man. Dwayne, right now, Dwayne can get pretty much anything done that he wants. It's true. From either side of the aisle. It's true. Just from being rich and attractive. You know, and I I hope he's not serious, and I hope my theory is right. Because other than that, I would hate to think that the Demolition Man future is coming to fruition. You know what? I'll take that over what we had to deal with for the previous four years. I'll, yeah, I was gonna say I'll take a lot compared to that. <laughs> it's cool. Yeah, I just we don't need any celebrities, and we we, we definitely don't. don't need any Kardashian Jenners. I really don't want them to be angling to become the next political family. No, I'm really worried about that because you know, 
American politics seems to work in families and dynasties. And most of our political families are kind of dying out. The Kennedys are on the way out. Yeah. Uh, the Clintons are basically out. The Bushes. The Bushes are on the way out. Peace. The Trumps are going to be forced out with torches and pitchforks. Thank goodness. You know, there are uh, the Bidens. Man, it's it, it really is wild how we have a quote unquote democracy, but that shit, that shit almost feels like an aristocracy. It does. With, with, you know, even going back to the beginning with, uh, like John Adams, John Quincy Adams, and and yeah, man. Yeah. Um. So hopefully we're not entering because you know Kanye been talking shit for years about running about now, and I really hope that I don't have to watch debates with Caitlyn Jenner someday and Kanye West. Huh? <laughs> Fam. <laughs> Fam. It's mental slavery, bro. Fam. Huh? It's mental slavery, bro. Oh, no. I can't do it. Sound like a choice to me, huh? Hell no. Hell no. Now, I didn't have this written <laughs> down. But Uh-oh. as long as we were talking about white people that need to be stopped, did I mention did I mention Jake Paul already? Oh. Yeah. Oh. Jake Paul out here, bro. Like Jake Paul, he can't be told shit anymore. He was at the fight at the uh, the Usman fight, and he had a run in with Daniel Cormier. Well, I wouldn't call it a run in. He was talking shit from a safe distance. <laughs> Huge difference. You know, he he got a little full of himself. You know, he beat up he beat up Nate Robinson and like henchman number three from the Rocketeer, and now he don't know how to act. <laughs> so now this motherfucker, um, now he talking shit to Daniel Cormier and, and oh, talk shit about I ain't scared of you, and you know, you know, he, he he's short and bro, Mm-mm. DC will whoop your ass. DC ain't even. He's not even all the way retired. Like, right. he just retired. It ain't even been a full year. DC will get up from that announcer's chair and beat the brakes off of you. He's not even in the same weight class. He won't even break a sweat. Not even. He can whoop your ass in church clothes. Jake Paul ain't even <laughs> in the same weight class to be talking shit. Jake Paul only about 190. I'm telling you, man, these these little celebrity dudes, they, they talk all that shit, but... When you when you get into the ring with someone who got their ass whooped for a living, one hundred, like you're not gonna have that same energy for Tyson or Roy Jones or even Floyd Mayweather for that matter. Don't have that same that same discourse with someone whose job and who 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 was a multi belt champion. Yeah, he held multiple belts simultaneously. His job was to fold people up and put them to sleep. Like sheets, nigga. You know what? On second thought, keep talking, Jake Please Paul. Please do. Please do. Keep going. Keep going. I let's let's go on see it. Sign sign him up, Triller. Hire me as a yes man. Real talk. I will I will be at that Triller fight. I whatever the opposite of Jamal is, I'll be Lamar. One hundred. Me. I'll be Lamar. Like, hey man, you got this guy. I I just want to be the black Mario Lopez. Damn. Just. Just, just, just call me when it's time. 
I will be there. He's already there. Hey, we can fight. Mario stays ready. Hey. We can fight. It's cool. Mario Lopez short. <laughs> and and, and, and I, I feel like I got it just as a matter of pride. Ain't nobody 5'7 going to whoop my ass. Nobody. True. Not Maybe. ever. I hope. I ain't worried about them little legs, AC, bro. Ashley Slater might have some moves, though, man. Yeah, that's true. That's true. You, you, you'll get that far in the business being a bitch. Well, you don't. You don't get that far in the business being a bitch. Terry Crews. Unless you're Terry Crews. That is that is true. That is true. Um, I guess that's all I got this week. Send your racist stories, your uh, racist uh, news stories that you think we've missed, along with your listener letters, questions for myself, D. Randall, any guests we have on this podcast, please send that to opinionswhileblack at gmail.com mm-hmm. or visit opinionswhileblack.com and uh, visit us on social media. Um, you can find all the ways to get in touch with us, all the ways to listen to this podcast, and definitely all the ways to buy merch from us. Yep, yep. Uh, new merch coming soon. Uh, we're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back with more foolishness. With no- more foolishness. There we go. And fuckery. And alcohol. Yeah, yeah it is. Um, what do I always say? This is Houston's most savage podcast. <laughs> Pour up. And we are back. We are black. We are opinionated. Yes, yes. And who's drunk? Feeling good, feeling great. This guy's drunk. Feeling great, feeling good. How are you? Um, let me go ahead and go to the the. the oh, it's time for our listener letters. Oh, um, it's time for our listener letters. But as I'm going through the mailbag, yep, yep. I am uh, I'm looking here and I see that we've heard from our friends at the at the the marketing group again. Uh... <laughs> For those of you that are that don't remember, we've had we've had some recurring friends from a marketing group that will remain nameless, um, who have been trying to get us to promote their some of their bum properties. It was this bum ass uh, Amari Hardwick Amari Hardwick, Hardwick movie. Yo, Amari Hardwick is so fucking dumb. He, you know, he was just on another podcast, and they they asked him to to rate. Between like Snowfall, The Wire, The Wire, and, and Power, because you know Maul had had everybody going. Yeah, and this nigga said that The Wire only beats Power by like an inch because it had five solid seasons. Right, and Power had four, and Power had four, and he doesn't count the spinoff book. Hey, he he knows where those checks came from, Bruh. He knows where those checks came from. I had to remember that this is the same clown who called uh, Chadwick Boseman his competition. Mm, Sir. Nah. <laughs> nah. Anywho. Nah, fam. They want us to they, they want us to promote that shit, uh, that, that horror movie that didn't go anywhere, um, that we've never heard about or from again. And then they want us to promote the HBO show. Um for like peanuts and by peanuts i mean like the first one the first time it was for free yeah the 
The second time, it was for beauty and fashion gift cards. The denominations of which they did not know. The brands they did not know. And now this time, they want us to promote a Michael Che show. Uh-huh. I guess it's, maybe it's a comedy special. It's called know. That Damn Michael Che. Oh, that's clever. That's a Michael Che thing. That's yeah. very Michael Che of him. Um, the reward, the the payment, is five posters signed by Michael Che. How is that? <laughs> How is that payment? Who is that payment for? Like, oh, I get it. They want us to give that shit out to other people. Like, y'all just... That, that, that's the only possible explanation. That's the only possible explanation... Because how the fuck, how would I explain that? How would I bring that home? How would I explain that? I couldn't get any pussy like that. As a matter of fact, oh, I would expect a woman to be freaked out. Why the fuck is there all this Michael Che? Why do you have five autographed Michael Che posters in your crib? How many times did you track this nigga down? Draws are dry, sir. Um, Yeah, that panties are coming right on up. Yep. Cannot get the pussy that way. Um... That was just a random thing I saw in the mailbag. Bullshit. <clears throat> that is that is a bunch of bullshit. Mark as spam. The, the, I'm going to start marking them as spam. Yeah. The only reason I haven't is because it's entertaining. Um, and who knows? Maybe we'll get maybe we'll get more downloads becoming known as the podcast that is determined to destroy business relationships. Get their t-shirt size <laughs> and send them a, a eat a black owned dick t-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> on sale and have and have and, and, and have a little and have someone explain that to them we'll give them the discount code they're gonna look i'm telling you they're gonna look that up they're gonna they're gonna put that in google yeah and we're gonna end up in urban dictionary somewhere and they're well, gonna be, go. oh my god these niggers that <laughs> that that'll teach that'll teach us to google random black podcasters <laughs> who we don't know from a can of fucking paint and give them posters, allegedly and, signed by Michael Che. And give them Michael Che posters. Hey, well, Ungrateful how, bastards. How do we even know it's him signing it? It probably ain't. Michael Che don't know these people. It's not him signing it. It's not. That's the, that's the point. Michael Che don't know them people. Get the... Anyway. Tales to Enrage. Of course. Um, wants to know, what is the weirdest beatdown you've seen in person? Oh man, um, that's an interesting one. Wow, that's li- a good one. I live so much life. Um, damn, I wish I was prepared for this one. I, I will say the wildest uh, quote-unquote fight that I've ever seen uh, was a shootout by two women. If you uh, if you live in Houston, you live in South Park. You might be familiar with the Villa Americana Apartments, a.k.a. the VA Apartments. Oh, boy. Uh, They are amongst the worst in the city uh, compared to Park Village, compared to, like, St. James Place over in Hiram Clark. You know? You know, St. James Place, I had to learn the hard way about St. James Place. I learned after the fact that it's not a place to be just carousing. Um Back when I was taking the bus, it was this chick that I barely knew. She wasn't even cute. And she she begged me to walk her home. 
Mm-mm. from the from that transit center by St. James Place? Yeah, across the street. Across the street. <laughs> nope. And I didn't know any better. And I walked her over there. That shit looked like training day. That shit looked like yeah. the Damu headquarters. I, I remember. It was flipping pigeons, let, let people know I was over there. You know, back in the day, being one of the, the only dudes in the crew with a car, back in high school or whatever, I remember dropping off one of my homeboys who lived over in St. James Place. And, you know, I'm young at the time, so I don't, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm from, I'm from the hood. Right. But I'm still working on my spatial awareness, you know. Sure. And, you know, we, we pull up, head on swivel. I was like, all right. But I noticed that, you know, people are looking at me kind of strong. And, you know, dropped my dude off at this spot. And there was, there were a gaggle of Negroes standing out there. Like a flock of crows. It's a gaggle of Negroes. <laughs> and I heard him tell I heard him tell one of the other guys, oh, no, no, no. That's cool. That's my partner. He dropped me off. Like, he basically had to give me, he had to get me clearance to get out that piece. Man. St. James. That's that shit. Now, the fight at, now, now is this where uh, the fight happened? No, the fight happened. <laughs> Sorry, we got off topic. No, no, no. Uh, I, that was my fault. This was worse. So, again, a lot of things happen when I drop people off who don't have rides. Yeah. Uh, especially back in high school, again, working on this spatial awareness. So the, the VA apartments, my homeboy's little brother, we were dropping him off at their cousin's house, stayed in the VA apartments. And as we we're pulling into the apartment complex, uh, we noticed that there are two ladies shouting at each other from across the parking lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, this was already a precarious situation. And next thing I heard, bitch, what? Oh, shit. One of them went to the trunk. The other one went to the trunk. We had just passed hmm, the path of crossfire. And they start firing shots at each other in broad daylight in the parking lot of the VA apartments. Uh, I dropped my friend's brother off with a rolling stop. (laughs) And we kept going out the other way. And just like literally just seeing two women at a standoff busting shots back and forth. It was unreal. Damn. So yeah, that one that one stood out. Uh, South Park, y'all. South Park, man. Let's go. Why don't be over there? South um, South Park. South Park. <laughs> South South Park. I will say, um, wildest wildest beatdown. I can't even attest to have actually seen the whole thing firsthand because. So what happens is. When you a big nigga at TSU, you just naturally know the other big niggas right. at TSU. It's a network. It's a wall. You know, <laughs> even if you don't fuck with them, everybody knows everybody. Right. And so. You say, big man. Eight of y'all look up. Exactly. So. Precisely. And so, um, most a lot, of, a lot of big niggas that I fucked with did security. Mm-hmm. Like they would do security. That's a that's a that's a good college job when you a big when you a big nigga that can it's fight. Easy. You just got to be big and have hands. Exactly. And um, at the time, they did they did a um, security for a party um, promoted by I forgot what they I forgot what their name was at the time. Uh, they had a little they oh they had a little cute little pro- club promoter group. Yeah. Collective name and shit, oh. like they new edition or some shit. And 
uh, they made the mistake of not paying my homeboys. Um, and as I would expect my homeboys to do with small niggas who have an outstanding balance. <laughs> that's the name of this podcast, an outstanding balance. Um, they get, so they get into it. They get into it at the party at the club. Yeah. This carried over over the course of a couple of days, and they and um the niggas knew they stayed on campus. Like my homeboys, they stayed either on campus or nearby campus, and so they were all they were up there all the time. I was in the student center, I believe. Yeah, eating lunch. All I hear, somebody runs upstairs. Um, one of these home now, one of these niggas I have known all my life, like since fifth grade. Um, more like eighth grade. That was eighth grade. And runs up there and goes, Yo, they jump in sweat. The fuck? Sweat. Yes, that's his name. A big nigga named Sweat? Yes. And they had the audacity to jump him. And they had the audacity. And Sweat. Yeah. And we run and we run downstairs. The fuck going on, man? By the time we get down there, there's no sign of the heart, our homeboys. Two of them also are twins. Oh, never fight twins. Ever. Never ever. fight twins. Because ever you they they never fight alone. Regardless, they will materialize to go to go to go throw hands for the other out of one. thin air. No matter where they are. I get downstairs, our homeboys are gone, and it's just a bunch of niggas fucked up, laid out. <laughs> and campus police trying to figure out what the fuck happened. It's just a trail and of And everybody was like, damn, they was trying to jump them niggas, man. And what made it so outstanding was that there were like six to eight of these niggas. And there were three of my homeboys. Damn. So when I get down there, I'm like, help who? What the fuck? And I'm asking around, yo, where, hey, where, where, where they went? Follow the trail, bro. <laughs> the trail of whooped asses. The trail of whooped asses just went <laughs> out the parking lot, <laughs> down the street, to where these niggas live. <laughs> and continued like fucking WrestleMania. <laughs> WrestleMania when the when the when the fight go from the ring yeah. to the fucking backstage to the parking lot to Stone Cold in a fucking in a, in a fucking Mack truck, uh, man. I didn't now I didn't get to see that part. That ended up on video and the shit went semi-viral. This is this is back in like early Facebook, yeah, late MySpace days. Somebody recorded that shit, and when I tell you, it looked like a movie. It was three <laughs> niggas versus six to eight niggas busting their ass. Like Arnold Schwarzenegger fucking, fucking up the midgets and jingle all the way, busting that ass. It was legendary. Uh, you got to find that video. I have it somewhere on a hard drive. I still have it to this day. It was busting that ass. We got to find it. Uh, one of these days, I'm gonna find that shit. Um, but that was that that was probably the most legendary fight that I've ever seen 
or kind of been on the trail of <laughs> in person. You saw the fallout. <laughs> now that shit was hilarious because none of these. I thought they were fighting kappas because none because oh, all no. these because all these niggas wore skinny jeans and none of them broke five seven. It would have been worse with kappas. Oh, it'd been far worse. I saw I saw them whoop the kappas asses too. I saw <laughs> I seen that fight too. I'm sorry, man. If I ever meet a dude named Sweat, I just know I'm not gonna fuck with him. You you wouldn't. Nah, you would not. <laughs> you would not. I'm six four. This thing is like six 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 seven. Nah. Four hundred pounds. Sweat. <laughs> no, you would not. He, you you know every every group has that one nigga that's so big. Everybody makes that joke. You can't make this joke anymore. Yeah. Because the shit's too serious now. But you know that nigga go, man. I just have to shoot you, bro. Yeah. Everybody got that one. Yeah. I couldn't be fighting you. I'd have to. I I just have to shoot your ass and hope it works. You know, we can't make them jokes now, but um, that was a good one, man. Um, thank you, Tales to Enrage. Yeah. Um, I I love the questions we get. Man, it, it's it's that's that's some real shit, man. It's almost better than the shit we cover. Like, like, yeah. like the shit's lit. We need to have an all letters episode one, one day. One of these days, we're gonna get enough. We're gonna get enough letters at one time and just do all letters. Yeah. The episode. Um, opinionswildblack at gmail.com is where you want to be to do that. Um, you know, I always ask the day of recording if anybody has any questions, but you don't have to wait till that. You can feel free to ask me on social media and, you know, you can hit me up on, on the Gmail. If you want to be anonymous, you can be anonymous. Uh, does not matter to me. Uh, so don't thank be scared. you. Thank you for your contributions. Yeah, well, I just say that because I know niggas got jobs to keep. You know what I'm saying? I am niggas. Uh, I am. <laughs> I am not niggas. I was once niggas. Um, it is. I guess. Wow, it's time for the top three. It's Ooh. time. It's time. It's time. Shout out to Bruce Buffer, man. Uh, I heard him. He he was on Mike Tyson's podcast, and he did. He he got to do uh, a Mike Tyson intro. And that nigga was just beaming over that shit. Oh, That's a legendary voice. From Catskill, New York. Fighting! <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. You know, Bruce Buffer got, Bruce Buffer finally uh, got the bag. He was on one of the manscaping commercials. <laughs> no, 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 no. It wasn't man. No, I think it was, it was either manscaping or one of them, like, Trojan specialty condoms. Okay. And all I know, I don't know how they sold this, but the woman walked in on the man with his pants down, and all of a sudden, Bruce Buffer comes out of, like, the fucking shower or something. <laughs> it's time! <laughs> that was hilarious. That's a good use of it. Shout out to Bruce Buffer. Um, it's time for the top three STFUs. Mm -hmm. Who are the three people in America that need to shut the fuck up? Shut up! Uh, we have a runner-up. Hmm. The reason we have this guy as a runner-up is because I feel like I've given him enough airtime this week. Um, he's kind of a running villain in my, in my book. Uh, but I'm only gonna give him, so Kevin Samuels is a runner-up. Stop fucking telling women to smile. Especially women half your age. And what fucks me up is that I feel like he is 
he has triggered the fuck nigga retrograde. It's true. He is, I feel like there's been an uptick. This is true. He said fuck nigga retrograde. It, the fuck niggas are in retrograde. They have come out of the fucking woodwork, and I don't understand it. Like, he is emboldened. All, first of all, he has emboldened all the fuck nigga podcasts. Like, you can tell when, when podcasts are trying to conform with what they think is trending mm-hmm. podcast-wise, and they end up saying a lot of shit they don't mean. Kevin Samuels was on Joe Budden, uh, which is the biggest platform he will probably ever have. Ever. And that got numbers. And all of a sudden, the fuck niggas started fuck niggering harder. <laughs> I'm not going to put any names out there, but there have been some... There have been... Uh, and and they all have video. That's why I said fuck niggering harder. Fuck nigger harder. And they've all... <laughs> They all have little videos of the fuck shit they say, and they know who they marketing to. And I feel like it's a lot of niggas out here uh, saying shit they don't mean, which is not new, but it it, it to the, when it's to the detriment of black women, that's concerning. Mm-hmm. Not only that, there's been an uptick in a certain group of fuck niggas on the internet. Oh. I affectionately refer to them as niggas who can't fight. Oh, the ones without fully connecting beards. The ones without fully connecting beards. The ones who have not exited the talking phase since 2010. <laughs> um, you know, the niggas who, who, yeah. Five foot seven niggas. Five foot seven niggas don't have no hands, uh, got soft jaws. Um, I feel like they have been emboldened to let the words simp and pander fly out of their mouth at least 40 to 60% more. That's concerning. That's concerning to me. Um, because and I call them niggas who can't fight because they would never say this in person. No. They would never say this in person. I've, I, from uh, Hiram Clark, Texas, have never seen a nigga walk up to another nigga and call them a simp or a, pa- or a panderer. Without catching a slide. That's instant grounds for slides. You might not even get a whole two-piece. Just the one-piece. Like, never. And it's only niggas who can't fight. Kevin Samuels represents a group of people who benefit from the fact that there is a level of anonymity on the internet. That allows you to say whatever the fuck you want without oh. getting your ass whooped for it. Somebody go catch him. Somebody go catch him. He was at the Galleria this weekend, actually. In Houston? In Houston. Mm. In Houston. I, I feel like, I, I now, me personally, I feel like being a 52-year-old man walking around the mall, I feel like that's not a high-value man. R- right? Like I keep saying, he is not the high-value nigga he keeps talking about. But Shut up! <laughs> but sorry, that is neither here My nor there. My dogs don't like Kevin Samuels. The dogs do not like Kevin Samuels, nor should they. Um, uh, number three is Summer Walker. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Some she didn't even let that baby get out good before she got back to saying bullshit. <laughs> that baby finally escaped. Let's hope. <laughs> Let's hope. I've never wanted a baby to run to the arms of London on the track, but you know. 
Um, he got London on the track. Worst drop. Um, Summer Walker is out here on her anti-vax shit again. Hey, hey. Apparently, she is out. She's out here saying that she has heard. She's she's gotten reports from uh, several fans that the vaccine has been having adverse has been having adverse effects. Has been fucking them up. Here's my question. Of course she of course she doesn't display them. Right. Of course she doesn't have receipts. Uh my biggest question is if it's that bad for them, why are they reporting to you? To you. What the fuck are you going to do about it? To you. If if I'm having adverse effects from a vaccine um that might be giving me that might be giving me the symptoms of the virus. I'm not going to report to a bitch that thinks that you can feed your baby off of three peas and a pear per day. Wow. I'm not. She really did that. She did. She's probably, I, I wonder how that's working out for her. Uh, CPS is already on standby. <laughs> <laughs> All I'm saying is, I don't know that much about children. I've helped I've helped raise a couple. I know this. You start talking about three P cutting up a pear and making that last for the day, your ass gonna be in for a long day. <laughs> <laughs> Let me tell you that much. <laughs> uh, buddy. Uh yeah, this isn't the time for misinformation. No. It's not. Please it's, no. It's not. We trying to we trying to get people back outside. We're trying to get people working again. Uh, we're trying to fi- we're trying to fix um the country right now. I'm trying to I'm trying to bear back some some natural oxygen, man. I I, I miss mm. the open air. Um, so Summer Walker got to shut the fuck up. Shut up with all her wild ass conspiracy theories. I don't I don't really pay attention to people with bad tattoos anyway. <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> like. Really, you well, gotta really tell she hang out with other niggas that don't know shit about shit. Right, like if you're gonna get ma- if you're gonna get tattoos, let your tattoos tell a story. Them niggas that swore they got a that, that swore they get emails from the Illuminati. Mm. Uh, I don't want your broke ass. You know what I'm saying? Uh, number two, you're gonna like this. Huh? It's Jason Whitlock. <gasps> what? Jason Whitlock's back, y'all. He is back because he never left. Because that would require walking. Um, <laughs> um so this nigga, this, this nigga bleeds cream gravy, dog. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh man. His blood type is au jus. <laughs> Damn. You ever oh. seen a human chocolate bomb before? <laughs> oh man! This nigga has a creamy nougat center. Oh man! If if you put him if you put him on satellite uh, on Google Earth satellite view, it looks like a giant Hostess cupcake. <laughs> um, now you're making him hungry. Well, uh, he was that before we got here. Uh, <laughs> uh, so nigga grimace. <laughs> See, and and the thing is, you don't have to look. You don't have to look far for Jason Whitlock. It basically, if so there's you some... can see his bitch ass at a distance. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Oh man, niggas, niggas run into him and think they can run into some Wandavision shit. We in a whole other, we in a whole other zip code. <laughs> um, so nigga grimace. The, the the great thing about nigga grimace is that you don't have to look far for nigga grimace. Nigga grimace. Um, anytime there's some racism shit going on, um, you can find. You you can find him because you can find LeBron James. Yeah. Because anytime LeBron James opens his mouth, Jason Whitlock leaps at the chance. <laughs> anytime Jason Whitlock opens his mouth, <laughs> everyone leaps at the chance. <laughs> Food leaps into it. <laughs> um, this from Jason Whitlock concerning LeBron James's uh, comments on uh, the recent. Um, rash of police shootings lebron james like other elites is using racial division as a distraction uh as elites reshape america to be more like communist china elites prefer communism millionaire elites are protected by communism they're the talented 10th web du bois promoted you're being played what the fuck is Jason Whitlock talking about? I don't know what he's talking about, but I know what he's thinking about. <laughs> His next meal. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, man. God damn it. The echo chamber is his own neck, man. Like, <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. He, he is literally that dude that nobody says shit to. And you say something, you just look across the room like, "Hey, what?" I'm telling you, he gonna start OnlyFans. He gonna let nigga, he gonna net he gonna let niggas finger his stomach rolls for fifty cents. <laughs> Only bands. <laughs> Man, Jason Whitlock gotta chill. Like, first of all, it's becoming a problem that whenever LeBron James, whenever LeBron James come around, here your ass is. I can't even call LeBron James low-hanging fruit because LeBron James be on point. There's no such thing as low-hanging fruit around Jason Whitlock. <laughs> that shit be gone. It's like Kung Fu Panda where they had to put the dumplings up on the up up on top of the yeah. top shelf. Um, it first of all, anybody that's still talking about the talented tenth, stop talking to them. Stop talking to them, and the white people don't know better. Because <clears throat> they think all this shit is deep. Because they don't talk to other black people. Jason Whitlock is everybody's black friend uh, at that station because, well, everybody at that station is next to him at all times. <laughs> can't get away from his fat ass. Can't get away from him. You can't get around him. Can't get over him. Uh, so they don't know what we know. Too is hard that- to get over <laughs> Is that this nigga, you want to talk about pandering. Too long See, to get under. <laughs> yeah. You stuck in the middle. <laughs> oh. And his neck is thunder. Oh. See, and the problem, and, and like I say, the problem is they don't know better. They don't know what we know. See, here's another thing. Just because a nigga isn't, isn't pandering to women doesn't mean he isn't pandering. Right. He just he just doesn't know how to tap into the woman audience, or else he pandered to them too. Jason Whitlock has figured out a pocket of white people to pander to. 
And that pocket is also on the back of his neck. <laughs> it's the only, it's the only, it's the only pocket that he doesn't keep them orange sliced candies in. Uh, Jason Whitlock is just a nigga with a type A personality and type two diabetes. Um, he gotta shut the fuck up, bro. He got it, it, it's time. And the only reason we rail on him so hard, you know, we don't really, we don't, we don't pull out fat jokes for for anybody but this nigga. Yeah. Because he's just des- because he deserves it because he's earned it. Um, but we don't we rail on him because it's fun. But honestly, if he wasn't this fun to rail on, he'd be up there with um, you know, your Candace Owens, your mm-hmm. Tommy Loren, in that in Fifty Cent in that list. I like to call people who don't necessarily need to shut the fuck up, but we need to shut the fuck up listening, talking to them. Right. We just need to stop engaging. Um, although, niggas don't really engage with Jason Whitlock. They don't. Allen Iverson did. Allen Iverson, Allen Iverson looking to collect that fade. He's like, shit, let, let me roll up. Y'all know who, he said it, y'all know who I'm talking about, and I ain't talking about Skip. John Thompson ain't here to stop him either. <laughs> and the number one people who should shut the fuck up are white people. Shut up! White people. It kind of goes without saying. Almost goes without saying, but it feels like this needs to be said because this is a this is a very sensitive time with all the with all the murders with all the police murders going on. A lot of white people have been trying to. Um, Put their, I, they've definitely invaded my social media. I didn't know these motherfuckers existed. Um, they have definitely been trying to put their two cents in about Micaiah Bryant, uh, what she should have done, what should not have been done. Can you blame the police for this? Can you blame the police for that? Fam, this is not y'all's moment. Mm-mm. There are certain things that happen in white people land that I know aren't my part of the night. When y'all start talking, when y'all start talking about uh, fucking Garth Brooks or whatever it is white people discuss, <laughs> I know it's not my time. Brunch. When y'all start talking about this is us and meet the press, I know it's not my time. Pot- I, just, I pottery barn and shit. Pot, you know, um, fucking antiques road show or whatever it is white people discuss. I know it's not my time. Birkenstocks. Birkenstocks. Sorry, Jess. Um, I know it's not my time right then. Why can't y'all? And again, this is what happens when you have no natural predators. When everything you see, mm-hmm. everything the light touches is your kingdom. Yeah, when you're used to the universe being centered around you, when that conversation is suddenly not about you, there's a problem. Why are we talking so much about Asian violence? I mean, ask your fellow white man. And some niggas too, and yeah, and some niggas, especially the niggas who swear it just never happens. I'm getting sick of them. I'm getting sick of them, cause guess what? The same niggas that that yell at the quote unquote Chinamans at the store, and or the same ones who swear that all the anti Asian, all the all the stop Asian hate shit that is happening right now doesn't happen for black people it literally happened a year ago yeah like everything they're doing to to all these little all this phony shit they're doing to placate asian people they were doing to placate us last summer that was our entire summer and you told them to shut the fuck up yes which 
is deserved. Which is deserved because none of that was solving the problem. But still, this is the go-to move for white people. Do a bunch of things that that group didn't ask for to make it look good. Mm-hmm. And we don't need none of that right now. Um, I would prefer, if y'all are going to talk about police shootings, honestly, I would prefer y'all go to the performative bullshit. Because y'all trying to have real thoughts and opinions about shit that ain't never going to happen to you. Mm-mm. We don't need that. Mm-mm. No. No, thank you. Nope. No, thank you. Nope. I, I, you know... I don't, and you know, unfortunately, I have white friends that know when it's time to shut the fuck up. Yep. Or they know when to just comment, that's bullshit. Yep. <laughs> I'll take that. That's fucked up. That's fucked up. He wouldn't fucking do anything like that. And then they shut up. And then they shut up. And because at some point, we're going to have the discussion that poor, less, poor, non affluent white people. Ain't necessarily safe either. Mm-mm. If it comes down to the police. Girl, no. But we ain't got there yet because we don't know how to solve the problem of the disproportionate mm. group getting fucked up. Yep. So we're gonna get, so at some point we're gonna get to y'all, but y'all gotta act right. And it's gonna it's gonna be a lot of shut shutting the fuck up to come. Plenty. A lot. It's gonna be your and, and get it. This will be a great moment to hire a Jamal. Go on, and and, and uh, it doesn't have to be some some fancy to do dude who dresses like Kevin Kevin Samuels and has a, a a hairline like a tennis ball stitching. Um, go on Fiverr. Hire us. Listen, I'm for hire. You can put yeah. me on retainer. Yeah. And I will happily jump at the chance to tell you when to shut the fuck up. This ain't your move right now. Yeah. Let me let hi. You don't know me. I represent I represent uh Mr. Mr. Brown. Mm-hmm. Um He's gonna shut the fuck up right now. Yeah. This isn't his moment. Just make sure you give me a Cash App. Cash App, PayPal, Venmo, I'm doing it all. But shut the fuck up right now. Shut up. Let me just give you a general warning of shut the fuck up. Yeah, just a blanket statement. Right. Shut if when up. in doubt, shut the fuck up. Shut up. D. Randall, have we done a podcast? Oh, we certainly have. I don't know what I'm trying to say. Ladies and gentlemen of the jury, uh, we thank you very much uh, for sticking with us for yet another like two hours of foolishness and fuckery. Um, what, wait, what? I said almost three. Almost three, Jesus They go get this content. Jesus Christ. Okay. Guys, um. That's what happens when I start off, when I start off with two pours. Yeah, you did. Yeah, you did. Um, guys, it means the world to us. We're, this, this podcast, this platform, this brand is evolving. I don't know if you've noticed it, but it is. And if you haven't noticed it before, you're going to start noticing it soon. Yeah. Um, we appreciate every bit of support. Y'all have definitely been breaking the first two rules of Fight Club. Um, we love and appreciate everything y'all do to, to make this a little bigger, to make this community a little bigger. Yep. The best thing you can do right now is keep doing what you're doing. Just do it. Tell a friend to tell a friend. Uh, do not keep opinions while black a secret. 
I say this all the time on social media, independent black content only flourishes um, through involved, engaged, savvy audiences like yourself. We thank you. We're so grateful. Um, we will be here. We'll be back next week with more foolishness and fuckery. As always, um, this has been episode 135. Keeping it live. Of Opinions While Black. I have been Oz. Hopefully I'm still D. Randall. And as always, forever imparting, titties. <laughs>